This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free, 855-453-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have on the site there for you, which include our webcam where you'll see a a huge smiling face here in the studio, Uh, the yellow smiling face. Not that we're not smiling, but this one never stops smiling. That's right. And Nemi, you told us tonight that it's your first full year of doing Free Talk Live. That's right. Last Friday, I marked one year of my first show here. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's been an awesome year. I've really, I, this has really been a high point of my week. Really? Oh, yeah. That's so yeah, nice. I love coming in. It's like watching mom and dad fight, except <laughs> it's funnier. You even bought us flowers. I did. I did. It was, Who's mom? It was good. And an enema for Mark. <laughs> well, Mark has some poop. Was I not supposed to say that one? Poop problems. <laughs> I brought Ian the smiley face balloon and Mark got the enema. Yeah, it's a disposable enema, so, you know. You, I, I guess there's advantages to that. I don't know. So I don't know. I look forward to hearing your feedback, Mark. We, uh, I've had a suppository. I'm glad you didn't spend any extra and just got the generic. It was it was free for you because <laughs> Jackie and I love you. So we're here to take your calls about anything. Uh, the toll free number is eight five five four fifty free one eight five five four five zero. Three seven three three, and of course you can join us on our website freetalklive.com you get to create the content there by the way everything you see on the front page of the site created by listeners like you it's uh, basically a social bookmarking website wherein if you find something online that you think's interesting you can submit it to the site as show prep it then appears on the upcoming stories page and must receive a certain number of votes in order to be promoted to the front page of the site thereby being seen by more people and possibly being seen by us and talked about on these radio waves. So, uh, once again, go to freetalklive.com. You can get interactive there. You know, there's a really disturbing story coming out of California, and uh, the story is in the Los Angeles Times. We're actually going to be in L.A. next week. Uh, Governor for a radio convention. Governor Jerry Brown has signed legislation prohibiting a form of therapy aimed at changing a minor's sexual orientation from gay to straight. The first law of its kind in the nation, said officials on Sunday. Senator Ted Liu from Torrance introduced the measure based on his belief that so-called conversion therapy isn't based on science and his da- is dangerous. I don't deny what he's saying. It's probably really damaging uh, of an experience to try to force the gay out of somebody because I believe that uh, most people who are gay were born that way. And the the whole idea of, oh, you're just going to go through there's some a lot of therapy evidence that, uh, There's a lot of evidence to, to, to support that, you know, people that at the very least, some people that are gay were born that way. Every gay person I've ever met, uh, is that's been their story. I don't remember choosing to be straight myself. So I, I, when someone right. tells me one of my best friends for all my life is, is gay, um, came out when I was a senior in high school, freshman in college, and I hadn't known. It, hadn't re- it doesn't matter to me. But she said, you know, she never picked. She of course. just knew. Cause, I mean, right, at a certain age, you notice you're attracted to... 
fill in the blank. Right, exactly. And what age is that? I don't know. It's different for everybody. I think it's different. A certain for point of maturity. Let's say that. A certain point of because growing I up. remember finding uh, w- girls attractive in like kindergarten. I remember it as young as second grade. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I was. Cha- I got my first attention in first grade for chasing the boys. Did you catch does, them? Does that mean yes, you were I chasing did. them because What'd you were attracted to them? When you caught them? I, well, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, right. That's the thing. Is you, at that but age, you, you never just caught don't know. them? No. No, no. I just got a detention for chasing them. I see. But you yeah. never never yeah, once thought caught I needed one of them. a talking to. When we were in not preschool. That I not ladylike to chase the boys. Well, hey, when, did I ever claim to be a lady, Mark? <laughs> no. They did that in preschool uh, to us. The girls were chasing the boys and they were called kissy kissy girls because mm-hmm. they wanted to kiss the boys. Are of you course, calling me a kissy kissy girl? Uh, the boy, well, I don't know. You did not have an intention to kiss them. You didn't know what you wanted. These girls did know and uh, they were in for, in for a kissing and uh, the boys wanted nothing to do with that. Because <laughs> cooties, age. you know, cooties. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, so I'm pretty sure that at that age I was not attracted to, uh, to girls, but, uh, definitely remember it at, at second grade. I remember it third and fourth grade really mm-hmm. kicking in between my classmates. Yeah. Right. And that doesn't mean it was a sexual attraction. I had no idea. Yeah, I think it was, it was a sexual attraction. It was just, I just right. found one girl in particular, very, very pretty. And, uh, she never spoke to you, did she? Yeah. I never spoke to her either. <laughs> That's great. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, anyway, back to the story here. They've banned this ridiculous therapy. And I, I'm opposed to them banning it. I, I think that ridiculous therapies should be legal. People should be able to do silly things, dangerous but things. But these aren't doing dis- silly things and dangerous things to themselves. This is doing silly and dangerous things to your children right. sure but it's also there's a, okay now we're back you know we're in this area of what level of autonomy does a parent have as far as what experiences do they submit their children yep. to you sure do and and you know i can kind of so i i find it very difficult i find this one particularly difficult we've talked on many, many occasions about different kind of sort of medical therapies or the lack thereof mm-hmm. that religious people may or may not want to participate in. And I've generally supported that. However, I, you know, I mean, this is usually where my I draw the line is, is when the person is hitting some level of majority. So, you know, if, if, if for instance, the kid has cancer and his, uh, you know, religious parents don't want him to get cancer treatment and he's 17 I support him being able to do what he wants as long as he can uh, well, can pay for that. Okay, what about 12? And I think that 12 is about the age that I think uh, that they should be able to make a decision. But I think it's I think that a kid should be able to make the right decision at a younger age than they should be able to make the wrong decision. <laughs> okay, and this is this is a right decision by your standards? That's right. Right. Okay. Well, and that's the problem with all of this is everybody has their own arbitrary set of standards. So for me, I think that young people should be able to make their own decisions when they're ready to, right? So whatever that whether means. it's whether it's right or wrong, you know, if you okay, son, you want to make that choice, well, you get to go move out on your own. You ready for that? Yeah, dad. All right, well, see you later. That's, you know, whatever age that is, that's the age they should be able to to do that. And in the case of uh, you know, medical condition that you were talking about, uh, whether or not they can pay for it's another thing. Maybe someone else would pay for it. Maybe the Shriners, maybe uh, the hospital itself, perhaps another charitable group in the area would be willing to pay for that procedure. If, right. If the parents were, you know, of that religious bent that doesn't yeah. believe in medical procedures. Uh, so or uh, being know, gay. Right. And, and the same thing with like a, a child deciding which parent to stay with. I would look to them to make these decisions. 
but this this therapy is you know a bad idea no doubt about it and it's it's just a an, an attempt to repress that which is you know your son or daughter they're gay and now you're going to try to force them into some sort of a religious-based program that is uh, – of course, they cite they've got success, success stories, right? There's always – you know, they'll trot somebody out who claims, once upon a time I was gay and now I went through a Christian righty Bible school and no longer, no longer I only think about the opposite sex. Even though when we find out, you know, when we actually talk to people who've been through this over the years, we find out that what they really end up doing is having sex with the people that are in the class, you know, or they, you know, they're, they find themselves attracted to the people that are, you know, that they're, they're classmates and then they're surreptitiously meeting outside of the classroom and it's not doing anything to stop, you know, gay behavior. It's just something to make them, the people in the church feel like they're, they're stopping. Doing something. Yeah. I don't think that the um, this particular – now, having gone to through uh, Sunday school and a Christian school for from kindergarten through eighth grade and being a Sunday school teacher and having done – read the Bible through, all the way through three times and the New Testament through seven times, um, I don't think that it's the therapy that's the problem. I think it's the foundational belief in the Bible that's the problem. Sure, I would agree with that. Because if you go into this program not be- believing that the Bible is a bunch of 2,000-year-old gobbledygook, you're not going to care what they say. Mm-hmm. It's going to be you know mental reprogramming that is not going to mentally reprogram you. However, if you walk in believing this stuff, then they have a foundation upon which to build. We'll tell you more about what they've done here in California, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And maybe you can share with us your thoughts on this matter, especially if you are uh, of the homosexual persuasion and uh, would love to have uh, your opinion. 855-450-FREE. Toll-free number 1-855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want toll-free, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Get interactive over there. We've got the bulletin board system where you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Uh, It's all free, of course. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. So there's another Edgington Post available at soundcloud.freetalklive.com. This time I speak with uh, Christina Tobin from fairandequal.org. And uh, those are the people with whom we're going to be putting on the – we're sponsoring the the debates. Oh, yeah. That's cool. And uh, When is that happening? Do you have those details? It's like the day after the last sort of big two-party debate. I see. 
So I don't uh, know when that is, though. It, it's later on. I think it's okay. O- okay, I think it's October the 23rd. Cool. Um, I need more information. There's, you know, things are we still We will pass that on so, yep, when we get it. More information as we get it. But uh, actually, there's a situation um, in Arizona called Proposition 121, and this is the top two provision, I guess. Uh, they've been doing, they've done this in California, Washington. It's been the law in uh, Louisiana for like three decades. And what it is, is it's a way of voting that only allows the top two vote getters to go on to the general election. And what it does ultimately is it keeps incumbents in and uh, in, entrenches, you know, the power of the government. Mm. So if you, uh, you know, t- t- take a listen to this uh, very interesting interview with uh, Christina and see how you can get involved, it's at soundcloud.freetalklive.com. I've uploaded the Edgington Post and go there and listen to it now. Our toll-free number tonight is 855-450-FREE. Got a disturbing story out of California about an issue that I think is definitely something people will feel strongly on, uh, and that is this therapy, as it's called, that is supposed to change a gay person over into a straight person. Now, they've actually banned this uh, in California, and I understand the concerns. I, you know, I can, I can empathize, but ultimately I don't support banning it in the same way that I don't support banning parents making bizarre choices in other ways for their children, like the parents that refuse to go to or send their kids to a doctor, for instance. Yeah, most people I know wouldn't do something like that. But I also wouldn't threaten somebody if they decided that that was their belief system, that that was their their religion. Uh, a lot of parents have, uh, you know, they have their children, their, their male children, circumcised. And that's something else that I disagree with. But I'm not going to threaten somebody else in order to uh you know force my way upon them uh what i believe is right and i think that you know that's a violent act but yet i'm still not going to do anything about it in the same way i don't you know we talked about spanking the other night on the show i feel pretty strongly against spanking i consider it abuse beat the children ian no i think that's a terrible idea i i would concur with you and i think it uh it does a lot of damage yes it does not just you know physical but uh, i don't think it necessarily does damage you don't think it does damage mentally no that's i oh i don't know about that didn't we just talk about this for like a whole show and i thought i made myself abundantly clear that i don't think that uh you know making it to to comparing you were spanked case closed what does that mean? Oh, I was too. But Is that it, a joke? It meant a lot to me. It was either last week or the week before during one of the breaks. You had had told related a story about Jack yep. coming through and watching a movie and seeing a child get whipped on TV. And he said, why is, why is that adult whipping that child? Mm-hmm. And that meant a lot to me because Jack is how old? Four. And has no concept. No concept of what it's like to be beaten. Nope. Or, or even hit. I mean, beaten and hit. It, it's never. semantics. So he's never been hit. And and I think it's it just... it really made me stop and pause and and be grateful for his existence because it's so just night and day different from mine yeah you know and, and so i don't have kids because i was raised in in a violent household and i don't want to perpetuate that i don't know if i i have the wherewithal to be a non-violent parent um just because my level of frustration i'm better with dogs <laughs> dogs and horses are my thing so the, the patience level is there, and, and props to you, Mark, for raising a child without resorting to what you knew or how you were taught. And I think my parents were taught the same way, and that's, that's the, the disciplinary 
um, tactic that they knew that was effective, quote unquote effective. But does it do damage? I think so. Absolutely. So, a swat on the butt is not spanking, in my opinion. Okay. Um, now, so I want to draw a distinction. Um, and the distinction is, is I don't think the parent that uh, spanks once every six months or something like that in order to enforce uh, some you know, uh, lesson or whatever that is that, that they're spanking for is the same as the parent that spanks three times a week. Well, certainly the more you engage in violence, the more damage uh, is potentially going to be done. There's no doubt about that. But you're that. saying that any, any time it's done, that the damage is done. And I don't know that there's any. There's no science to support what you say. Okay, that's fine, but I think that there is, you know, I think there's a point to the idea that if you use spanking as a tool to discipline your children, then, and I agree with you, that the more you do it, the more damage can be done, that you could be doing damage, and you could be teaching a lesson that violence solves problems, which is a very dangerous lesson to teach. I suppose you could teach that lesson. Certainly, society is going to teach the lesson that uh, violence is a uh, is a just course of action because that's how the whole world seems to run. But I think that it's fairer to say that there are better forms of punishment than uh, spanking. There, mm-hmm. there are for, there are forms of punishment that are as effective in the short term as spanking, and much uh, less. Uh, potential for damage in the long term. Great. So you do acknowledge that p- spanking can damage. I didn't say that spanking couldn't damage. Okay, th- that's what it sounded like. I just want to make sure we were clear no, on no. that. No, no. What you so said anyway, is that spanking damages, and that's not a true statement. Well, it probably does. So obviously you can't <laughs> prove it in every single case. It's impossible to set up a proper control study because in order to do that, you would have to spank children as part of a study, and that's not, you know a moral thing to uh, to engage in as far as science is concerned. So there's a limitation on the the way that they can study these things. So my point was uh, that you, if you're spanking your kids, I vehemently disagree with it, and I might talk to you about it and tell you how I feel, maybe ostracize you over it, but I'm not going to send you to a cage. I'm not going to want to advocate your children be taken away from you. It's none of my business how you raise your kids. And it's disturbing that now in California, the state has decided that it is their business uh, what you're going to be doing with your kids, even if it's sending them to some bizarre, questionable, and possibly dangerous uh, mental therapy session with the church. So the bill has uh, banned non-scientific therapies that have driven young people to depression and suicide, according to the governor in a statement. These practices have no basis in science or medicine, and they will now be relegated to the dustbin of quackery. Okay, so this is an attack on people's freedom of religion. Here's why. The fact is that uh, whatever these therapies are, they're not going to damage somebody who believes that uh, that Christianity is, is uh, has as much foundation in reality as, say, uh, the, the Greek gods or something like that. I mean, if you don't believe this in a, as a philosophical foundation, then it can't have any kind of power over you. So therefore, what they're claiming is, is that, uh, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't indoctrinate your kids with your religious beliefs because this therapy is part of yep. certain Christians' religious beliefs. Presumably it'll be overturned in, in court, but then again, who knows? It is California, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, the governor said that, or I guess a senator said he hoped other states would follow the lead and do the same thing. One eight five five four fifty three. You can bring up what you want. Tell us your thoughts on this therapy. If you want to move to the free state and 
you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the realtor Mark Warden. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features that we give away there. Uh, you can grab a bunch of archives at freetalklive.com. We have the last, uh, last seven days' worth right at the top of the site. And then on our SoundCloud page, you can find oh, years' worth of the show going all the way back to late 2006. Just click the SoundCloud link under Listen and Share on the left-hand side of Free Talk Live. Dot com. Our phone lines, as you say, are brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. If you're in business and the you know, task of taking care of accounts receivable is distasteful to you, and I can't imagine too many people that don't think it is, SACL CAI can take it over for you. They'll handle your accounts receivable, your customers, in a way that uh, makes you happy, makes you proud. They have the best equipment money can buy, and they record every call so that you can check in on them. It's SACL CAI, and you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. No one should stand by idly while children are being psychologically abused, and anyone who forces a child to try to change their sexual orientation must understand this is unacceptable. That according to Senator Ted Lieu out of Torrance in California, as the governor signed legislation prohibiting so-called gay-to-straight therapy, which is typically something done by churches uh, where children are you know, attempted to be brainwashed out of their gayness. And of course, it's ridiculous. It doesn't work. Uh, it's Well, it, it works if, you, if what you want to do is mentally damage them, and right. it certainly will do that to some. Uh, so this is, you know, it's definitely a bad thing, no doubt about it. But not everything that is uh, is bad should be illegal. And because everybody has opinions about this stuff, right? So the people in the religion believe, boy, this is the best thing ever. We've we've got to have our son go through this or whatever. They, they, this is, they think this is a critical treatment. And that's their belief system. And to, to put somebody in a jail cell over it, I think, is is even worse than, uh, than the original crime or the original act. And I, well, it's abhorrent to an organization that call themselves government that operate under a constitution with a bill of rights, because this is flat out a violation of the freedom of religion. If yeah. it's a tenant, I'm sorry, it's a strong tenant of people that call themselves Christians in this nation, and I assume around the world, but I, I'm not going to I'm not going to propose to know, but uh, certainly in Africa too, uh, people that call themselves Christians that, and it is a- vehemently anti-homosexual. Now. You can say what you want. Certainly there are Christian churches that allow gays to be pastors and marry them and all that stuff. That's true. I'm just talking about some people that call themselves Christians are vehemently anti-homosexual. May They may not be against the homosexuals themselves. They may love the sinner and hate the sin or whatever it is their rhetoric is. So they claim. But 
They hate that sin, and that sin is more important to them than other sins. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the Old Testament talks far more about homosexuality than the New Testament does. And as I understand, the New Testament isn't even clear on what homosexuality is if you read the Greek, which I think is a ludicrous thing, because if God really wanted us to know what sins were, he would have written it in a language we could have understood. He's God, after all. But, uh, you know, b- b- besides that, if, if you, you know, go ahead and read it, uh, then, you know, that's supposedly what it says. I'm not going to claim to know. And of, of course, you don't have to follow all the other rules of the Old Testament. Like if a husband dies, that the wife has to go ahead and marry his brother. You don't have to go <laughs> ahead and you don't have to follow the rules on not eating shellfish because I'll enjoy marriage. Right. And there's something about wearing what, what linen to something, something about different clothes types about, of fabric. Right. Polyester is. Well, Christian. I don't know if polyester is as much as polyester with cotton. Right, mixing them. Yeah, you right. can't have that. That's right. for it. So, um, you know, you have all these other to hell. things well, that go on, and Christians don't give a flying flip about those. They don't right. matter to them at all. And and it's even mm-hmm. in our lifetime, I remember going to Catholic school in the early 80s, and there were children who were left-handed in my class who were beaten to have left-handedness removed from them. And it's been proven in our lifetime that it's not actually a mark of Satan. Right. It's it's actually no, so sure genetically determined. And and so I would hope, and it seems to be going that way, that um, the truth will bear itself out and that homosexuality is also determined genetically. And, and I believe it's already happened, but I don't think, you, you know, the church tends to take 100 years to get around to... To actually to acknowledging, acknowledging that stuff, right? Well, we acknowledging that now. stuff. It'll only take them three decades. Well, right. Or issue apologies for for killing Galileo, right? You, you know, oh, we made a mistake. Yes, you made a mistake, and, and it it just to me, I don't. I I appreciate your point, Ian, but I think honestly, it's to send someone to one of these anti-gay camps or de-gay yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's an act of child cruelty, honestly, for someone who's underage. Uh, now, whether that means the state should get involved or if people should be getting involved, well, I, I, said, I, I don't know. I think it's know. disturbing. I right. think it's wrong. I don't agree with it. I would speak out against it, but I wouldn't put take somebody's kids away from them, and I wouldn't interfere with their family life and, and, and try to impose my beliefs on them because there's a lot that I believe about what other families do that I don't like. Uh, you know, have you ever heard of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of oh, Latter-day sure. Saints? Yeah. Uh, so you know that they uh, they live out in little communal uh, areas in the middle of the desert yeah. in Arizona. Marry and off their kids. They marry their daughters at 12 years old. And yep. drive their sons off. And that's true, yeah, because they're competition for them. Uh, the older men, that is. And so there's a lot of really weird, disturbing stuff out there that's going on. And I say, you know what? Leave them to it. It's none of my business. If I wanted to get involved, if I really did care, then I could go in and run some sort of rescue mission and try to uh, infiltrate the uh, organization and you know do like an underground railroad to get these girls out of there. There are ways to, I think, insert oneself, if you care enough to insert oneself in that. And maybe there's some way to sign up for the gay to straight class and like sabotage it or something like that. Maybe there's some <laughs> kind of creative uh, method to, we should send to help Derek. these kids. We should right. send Derek. Right. So to, to help these kids out, uh, I don't know do. what it would be. But, uh, you know, violence doesn't solve these problems, and that's what the government's proposal is. Now, that's one thing that's not stated here in this news article. What's the punishment? Yeah, what is it that, you know, they've made it illegal, it's prohibited now, 
So what happens if they catch somebody doing it? Are they going to you know run a sting operation on churches? Uh, and you know, hey, I think my son is gay. Do you have a class that I could send him to? <laughs> uh, you know that kind of thing. And then they're going to arrest the pastor, or what's going to happen there? Right. So, I mean, and what qualifies as one of these gay to straight classes? If in Sunday school they teach, yeah, boys, homosexuality is wrong. Then sure, is it a five-minute discussion? Is it a fifty-minute discussion? A five-day course? Right. I mean, yeah. at, at what what point does it become that? Is mm-hmm. is have they stifled the speech of every religious person in this area now? Yeah. I mean, when you step step on church property, are you no longer allowed to have your opinion because your opinion could be considered teaching? This is I, I, this is a violation of the freedom of speech. Clearly. It's a violation of freedom of religion. It's a violation of people's freedom of conscience. And I, as much as I was damaged by my experience in Christianity, and you were as it, abhorrent as I consider the Bible, and I really do not like it. I don't consider, by the way, Christianity to be the same as the Bible. I think that you can uh, you, you can be a follower of Christ without uh, necessarily believing that every dot and tittle of the Bible is God's word. Um, but you know that's beside the point. Who who goes by the way uh, to jail? Who gets the criminal charges? Is it the parents? Is it the pastor? Is it both? Certainly a great question, isn't it? Yeah. So if again, you know, I'd I'd love to hear from somebody who thinks this is acceptable and that does want to see these punishments come to these folks because i don't i think it's wrong to to solve problems with violence so can we think of something that's more creative because that's what this is we need to make it clear what the violence is yeah. the violence is is that a group of people whether it's the it looks sounds like the legislature of uh, California, but you could you could claim the electorate uh, decided that this was not an acceptable behavior and uh, that it was child abuse. And I, I think it's borderline. Um, but, you know, what kind of abuse is acceptable and what kind isn't, frankly, when it all comes down to parenting, it's lesser and greater forms of abuse, frankly. And they, you know, they decided that it was abuse and therefore they're not going to allow it to happen. But they're going to use people with guns or you know some kind of okay. enforcement mechanism. So I I pulled up the uh, the text of the bill here and so we don't have to speculate anymore as to what they're going to do. And we'll share that with you in a moment. 855-450-free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Yeah, this is interesting. 855-450-free. You can bring up what you want. Your thoughts are certainly welcome on this or anything. It's Free Talk Live. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we give to you there. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Nami. And Mark. All right. So we've been discussing a disturbing story on its face uh, about the banning of so-called gay-to-straight therapy 
in California. We'll continue that discussion here as well and take your calls. You can, of course, bring up anything that you want. That is the point of this program. And we also invite you to freetalklive.com where you can support the show if you'd like. You can go to shop.freetalklive.com and you'll find links to Amazon there, uh, different links to different Amazons. we get the Amazon for the U.S., for the, uh, for the U.K., for Canada. You click into the right one for you and then just get your shopping taken care of and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. So it's the same great Amazon experience. You're used to the huge selection, the free Super Saver shipping. All of that is still the same. You just uh, are entering through our affiliate link over at shop.freetalklive.com and it makes a big difference for Free Talk Live. So please do. Shop.freetalklive.com. We're going to go to uh, Nico here in Illinois, and then we'll give you the details on the actual text of this bill. I promise there's not going to be much reading of legalese, but we'll make it clear to you what their intentions are with this, uh, what the actual bill says, rather than the news media's interpretation of it. Uh, let's go to Nico in Illinois on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi. Um, I, I called because I really do disagree with uh, your opinion tonight about this bill. Um, and the main reason is I do, I believe in freedom of religion. I, I want people to be able to have that freedom. But when it is damaging someone who is not able to make a decision on whether they're able to partake in that or not because their parents are forcing them to, um, I just I don't think it's right. And I know there's a lot of people. I agree. It's not right. I agree with you, Nico. But the fact is, my uh, you know my my mother made me go to church, and she certainly made me go to school. And that school happened to be a Christian school. And I would contend now, at forty-two years old, that that school and those ideas and that church and all the things that I was taught in those places and the different times that I went, both uh, you know of my own accord and by being told that I had to go, was damaging to me. Would you say that then church should be outlawed? No, I don't think church should be outlawed. Um, and, I mean, sure, things that parents do are going to be damaging in one degree or another. And, and there's nothing we can do to prevent that, because everybody parents in their own ways, and you can't really define what damaging is or not on that sort of a level. But when you have teenagers who have committed suicide because they've continually been hounded on that what, what they are and what they feel is wrong, I mean, to me, that raises a completely larger issue, and there's not been a lot of people who've been, you know, committing suicide just because they go to church. How do we know? I mean, at this point, we have no idea. This certainly is an issue that's in the forefront, and, uh, you know, gay teenagers and, you know, gays in their young 20s, uh, early 20s, uh, you know, committing suicide because they don't feel they're accepted, and certainly the, the acceptance to some extent, centers around their you know religious upbringing, but we have no idea why people are committing suicide. Well, well, Mark, you didn't. I mean, does it have to go to suicide in order for it to be a problem? Mark, you didn't commit suicide, but when you left the the you know the folds of religion, uh, you basically became like a nihilist almost, and uh, essentially put yourself in harm's way to the point where you ended up spending nine years of your life in prison. That's not an inaccurate. That's exactly true. That's that's what happened. Is when I had no moral basis because my moral basis was taught to me in the sense of uh, you know heaven and hell when i had no moral basis then then what so i mean what would you propose nico if you think this is a bad thing and i agree with you it's bad it's wrong if i didn't make that clear i think i thought i did but if i didn't make it clear i think it's wrong to send kids to this gay straight therapy stuff i think it's incredibly damaging and it's a terribly bad idea but i don't think that everything that i believe is wrong should be something that's outlawed i mean yeah you did make it clear and and that's good that you think it's wrong but my, my view is that it's child abuse. It's so what would you want to see happen? And, and we cannot 
as a society allow child abuse to happen. My wife thinks and, that th- feeding your child inorganic food is child abuse. Some people think having a pet in the house is uh, abusing a pet as well. I mean, uh, w- what would you propose? If, if it is child abuse, what is the solution? I mean, I don't really know what the solution would be in a world where there's no government. I'm asking you now today, what would you like to see happen? I think that they should be shut down. I don't think that... The, for kids. The I church? think for kids. Who should be shut down? The, uh, the people who are running those classes. Or at least they shouldn't be allowed to run the classes. Or, or people should not be forced to go to them. Would be because in my my experience is a little different than Mark's. I think the best thing that my parents ever did for me was I, I was never baptized. I went to a whole bunch. I mean, I went to Catholic school. I was never Catholic. I went to Protestant Sunday school. It was it was a bunch of different religious experiences just to be exposed. And I was let left to my own devices to make my own decision when I was of age. And I think that was really a blessing for me. I mean, I came around to being an atheist very early on. That I didn't believe in, in any deities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that my parents left that decision to me. And where I, I have an objection to this is that if you're a teenager, I, Ian, you said earlier, if, if you are old enough to make this decision, you're old enough to be on your own. That's fantastic. I sued the state of New Hampshire to be emancipated when I was 15 years old. How'd that work out? It didn't because you, you can't emancipate in New Hampshire. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Yep. You need to wait until you're 18. You're not allowed. You know, I graduated at 16. I just spent the last two years, two years of college in the physical custody of the state of New Hampshire because I wasn't allowed to be emancipated. And I think where I'm coming from is if there's an adult or someone who is of sufficient age to opt to go to one of these things, I think that's fine. But I, I have an issue. You, you mentioned the Latter-day Saints. I think mm-hmm. it, it's to force a child into that, um, into a, a decision like that to marry at 12, I don't think is, is fair. To no, another it's human not. Being. But, but should it be illegal? Yes. Okay, so I, I, let's I get back to your it. solution here, Nico. So, Nico, hold on. So before you, were... you go on, what if the kids, what if a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, 14-year-old, you pick your age, um, somewhere in there, wants to go to these classes? Um, I, I really think that's a hard, um, a hard line because I think that parents have a lot of pressure on the sure. decisions that kids make because they have to live with the consequences of making those decisions. So if you know if you have some bureaucrat coming in and saying, "Do you want to go?" You know the kid's not going to say no if he's going to have to go home to mom and dad later on. Um, but yeah, of course, if someone wants to go, I have no problem with that. See, that's you know? and, that's, and that's where this falls it. apart, though, Nico. Because, like you said, and I agree with you completely, you can't trust the answer of the young person that says that they want to go. And so, therefore, if you can let somebody choose not to go, then you have to let somebody choose to go. If an adult can choose to do this, then a 16- or 15-year-old can choose to do it, in my opinion. So your I mean, proposal you don't, you don't think that, uh, that 15-year-olds are incapable of choosing to have sex, do you? No. Do you think that 15-year-olds are incapable of choosing to have a life-saving operation? No. There you go. Then 15-year-olds are old enough to decide if they want to go to gay straight therapy. Now, all right. So what do you—I think it's important to focus on the violence here, which is usually the government's solution to a problem. Now, we actually haven't read you what is in this bill, but we're just asking you, Nico, what you want to see happen. You said you think that the people that are giving these therapy classes should be shut down if it's found out that they're giving them to people under the age of of 18. Is that right? Um. 
necessarily know if the age has to be 18. Um, well, but sure. And, okay. And, you know, I don't well, with, that, with the government, they have to pick some arbitrary age because they're writing it down, yeah. right? So they can't do it yeah. by uh, other factors typically. It usually has to be age. Uh, and so, all right, so let's say uh, – now, are you saying they should shut down just the class or the church itself should be shut down? Um, just the class. Okay, I mean, so just the know, class. So in that case, uh, let's say that – there's a church that has been caught doing this, and they've been told, no, you can't do that anymore. You've got to shut down the class. All right, we'll shut it down. And then they just have the class uh, surreptitiously, and then some sort of a, a police investigation finds out later on that, gosh darn it, they've still been having that class. You know, they sent in an undercover agent, and he was able to get into the class, so it's obviously still going on. They've got evidence that shows they were still running the class. Then what? I mean, I don't know. We could play this then what game. I, I wish that we could do it in the least uh, violent way possible. Obviously. <laughs> but they keep running the I class. I wish that people would think like me. Right. But they keep running the class in violation of the law. Then what? I mean, then it, I guess, would have to force, forcibly shut them down. I so mean, look, send in the SWAT like, team, right? I guess. I, yeah. look, see here, see how crazy that is? So, you know, you in don't... 2005, uh, they shut down a football pool. Do you know what a football pool is? Yeah. Okay, so this is a gambling pool, betting, yeah. uh, betting on uh, uh, you know football games. A lot of people do it at uh, work, for This was at an optometrist's office. Yeah. This is a guy who makes uh, dangerous people that make eyeglasses. And uh, they had the man handcuffed on his knees out front. Uh, police officer's hand slipped on the trigger and uh, shot the doctor right through his head. Nico, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. you got to think of ways to solve problems in life without using violence. Thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and that typically is the tool that vi- that uh, governments use. However, after having taken a look at this uh, bill, this is a very sneaky piece of legislation, and we'll tell you more about exactly what they're going to do in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2 next. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the second hour of the program, inviting you to take control of these airwaves. Toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE. You may bring up what you want, though we've been focusing thus far on this issue out of California that is uh, essentially a ban on the uh, on practice uh, practitioners of uh, this gay-to-straight therapy. Uh, they're telling folks you can no longer do this. You can't – well, what they're saying specifically is you can't submit your children 
to it. If you're over 18 and you want to go through this ridiculous uh, gay straight therapy, uh, then, you know, whatever. You're an adult. You can make those decisions. But they're saying that uh, you should not be able to do this if the person is under the age of 18. And the, I think the, the consensus, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for the rest of you guys, uh, Nemi and Mark here with me tonight, and I'm Ian, uh, but the, the consensus last hour was that, yes, this gay to straight therapy stuff is a terrible idea. It can absolutely be damaging to, uh, to a young person's psyche, and, uh, but we shouldn't be using the government to put a stop to it. Would you say yep, that's, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. Consensus. I, I, yeah, uh, it's tough to say. You're on the fence still. I I am still on the fence. So you think there should be some sort of governmental, perhaps, some sort of situation wherein a government... Uh, is uh, force is used? This is what he does to me, too. I, I know. So, Isn't it maddening? since you don't completely agree you with me, you force. must be on the other side. You must, you must love force. Well, I'll come back to the conversation no, I, I had understand. with Mark <laughs> a year ago when he asked me what kind of libertarian I am. And I, I still, I, this has been coming up because it's a, a one year. Like, how have my views changed? And my views have changed. Mm. But I do still see minarchy as a step between where we are now and, and anarchy, which is, is I, I'm not opposed to anarchy as a goal. Um, but in the meantime, I, I, I'm on the fence. I really am because I don't think that I, I don't think people should be forced to do this. You know, if if someone should be forced to, to stop, go, well, should be forced to go to one of these things. Should you if, be forced to go to church? No, he- hell no. Well, my parents hell forced no. me to go to church. Right. So I should have been taken from them. I don't believe you should have been taken from them. But so be- what should happen if so? Okay, so it's one thing to say you don't think kids should be going to this. I agree with that. Yes. I don't, believe, I, don't think, I don't believe anyone should be forced right, to go Right, I don't anywhere. think parents should force their kids to do things that are against their will. I don't right. think that's right. Right. But the question is that about is the, should government be involved? That is the ideal for me. So what is the step between where we are now and having having people make decisions for themselves? Is that is that a greater force intervening? I don't I don't know and this is where I'm on the fence because okay. I can't come down full full force on your side and say no government should shouldn't be involved because that's that's the the life we live today, and that's we with quotes. That's the reality of the world that we live in today, is that government is here. And and is there really a way to go in and intervene in another way? That's what people need to really think about, is how to be more creative. Because government makes people lazy. When you have a problem with someone, let's say a neighbor's doing something you don't like, you know, whatever the issue is, they're planning something they, that uh, is offensive in the, the front of their, uh, their lawn or something like that. But too noisy at uh, certain hours. Whatever. The neighbor's doing so. They painted their house a color you don't like. You know, these people are so lazy today, they'll just call up the code enforcement department and they'll snitch out their neighbors and they'll figure, well, that'll solve my problem. I don't have to get into any kind of issues with my neighbor. In fact, they don't even need to know who I am. I can just exist here across the street completely anonymously and uh, I don't have to have a conflict. And I don't believe in, you know, having conflict. I want to leave my neighbors alone. I'm just using this as, as an example that uh, they've used – government is out there. It's this convenient tool of violence that people can turn against one another to attempt to mold their behavior in the way that they think it should be molded. And it's made people lazy and it's made people uh, lack creativity. There are ways – 
to intervene in other people's affairs that you find offensive or damaging or harmful to uh, to a young person, as I suggested, like with the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There are people who will help rescue those girls from those uh, locations, and some might call that kidnapping. Yeah, or interference with parental custody, and there was certainly a degree of that in, in my childhood because people didn't didn't appreciate what was going on. I certainly didn't appreciate what was going on, and they intervened, and they uh, they too felt the force of the state because they were charged with parental interference and all sorts of other other things. So, what what options do you really have in in a reality that includes government at this point? You've got to come up with something. I mean, to to turn to force as the solution is a lazy, lazy man solution, and it also relies on violence to solve problems. And I I don't accept that. But let's look at the actual law here, because the news reports say that, you know, the headline here at the uh, the L.A. Times, Governor Jerry Brown bans gay to straight therapy for minors. And then when you go through the article, you know, it's comments from these uh, politicians about how heroic they are. We are saving these children. They are going to be stopped, these gay to straight therapy classes. Well, when you actually look at the the text, and surprisingly, this is a relatively short law in the scheme of uh, how long legislation can be. But it does go to show that journalists don't read them. Well, if they did read it, they didn't really accurately report it. Basically, the bill would prohibit a mental health provider as defined. And remember, governments can redefine words in the law. So I did also read the definition. It's all about the definition. I did read the definition of mental health provider as defined from engaging in sexual orientation change efforts as defined with a patient under 18 years of age. The bill would provide that any sexual orientation change efforts attempted on a patient under that age by a mental health provider shall be considered unprofessional conduct and shall subject the provider to discipline by the provider. Provider's licensing licensing entity. So there's not any threat of force directly, as far as like religion you know, goes. This is right. not a misdemeanor. This is not a a, a viol, You know, this is not a you just a lose your license. You'll possibly be maybe that'd be like the worst case scenario. Is you'll lose your license likely. But it only applies to licensed mental health professionals. Now, in the actual definition of that, they get into a little bit more detail: physicians, surgeons, psychiatry, psychologists, uh, these sorts of people. Marriage, so this and is family not therapists. an attack on religion per se. It's and it's. An attack on on people who are not necessarily secular people, not necessarily aligned well, with a particular religion. Well, odds are good religion. a secular person isn't going to offer this service. Odds are good if there's a psychologist or someone like that who is religious, they might offer this service. So it's going to affect a very small amount of people. If it's just the pastor at the church, this isn't going to affect them. Or if they have some kind of uh, weekend event where they, you know, bring all your gay kids, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. convert them. Or whatever it is that they do, it won't affect that. But what my concern is with this is, suppose, I mean, it's not like there aren't issues f- around sexuality even you know for gay people straight people whomever and so if a psychiatrist is trying to work with somebody who's got some kind of issues around this and they're trying to help them through it can it be interpreted that that person is having some is is you know doing some kind of gay to straight therapy and you know if some mm. if, if somebody wants to go after this particular psychiatrist be it an unhappy patient or yeah, whatever well, i would imagine that those psychiatrists would be very cautious about that because they'll probably know about this. Not necessarily, but they're more likely than anyone else to know that this will affect them. But ultimately, this doesn't do what the media is saying it does. The media is reporting it as, it's been banned! 
And no. It hasn't been banned. Not at all. In fact, I question how many of these gay to straight therapy sessions are actually being run by a licensed anybody. (laughs) Right. I don't know, but I suspect that if you had a gay kid and you wanted to send them to a psychiatrist, psychologist, counselor, or whatever in order to straighten them out, you could probably find one in your city if your city is above the size of 50,000. Um, that would at the very least take your money, even if they didn't, their heart right wasn't in it, in it. I think you're right about that. But I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say odds are good that a lot of these churches, these sessions are probably with pastors. They're probably with, you know, somebody working in the church, some sort of church elder. Some kind of pastor, some person yeah. who is, uh, you know, has some kind of passion or towards somebody, this issue. Or somebody else who claims to be a convert. You know, or I would think a convert would right, be the, a, the strongest, uh, you know, the, the, someone the who one was time, gay, the, supposedly. The one story I've seen was on somebody who, you know, was a convert. So basically, it's been misreported. And, Shocker. Uh, and so essentially what this really is, is a campaign piece of legislation. Because it allows these politicians to trot this out as though they actually Look have done this. They're acting as though they've succeeded at stopping, this, at stopping this therapy. And in point of fact, this probably isn't going to end a single bit of it. one 450 free but it is here right in time for the election. one 450 You take control. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Okay, Internet listeners, uh, you are hearing us, but no one else is at the moment. We're having some technical difficulties with our network, and they are now reconnected as the music has come in underneath us. So welcome back to GCN and our radio listeners. Uh, We're having a little bit of technical difficulties. We're trying to iron things out here on this side, so bear with us. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, by the way, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Uh, So I think we've pretty much rounded out this discussion about the uh, gay-to-straight therapy. Certainly would love to hear from you if you have actually participated in this. And you can tell us just how ridiculous it actually is, because it sounds ludicrous uh, on its face. And I believe we've had people talk about it in the, in the past, and of course that you know it didn't actually work, because, hey, you're born like that in every case I've ever heard of. It's not to say you couldn't try it, you know, you couldn't choose, you could, I think, choose to, you know, go gay, so to speak, but I think most people who are gay were born that way. There's the Kinsey scale. I think it's from zero to seven or something like that. And uh, people are rated. People, I guess, end up ultimately rating themselves on the scale. Mm. But, um, you know, I mean, you are where you are on the scale. And I don't think that much can change that. I do think that people that are sort of to the center numbers, you know, threes, fours, Mm -hmm. uh, those kind of folks, um, that they probably have some level of choice over what they do. There's also situational homosexuality. It occurs in prisons and other circumstances where um, you know, people that would not otherwise uh, have sex with the same sex 
choose to because of the circumstances. Yeah, I'm probably in the middle myself on the uh, the Kinsey scale, just based on my life experience. I like guys. I'm right thinking it's like a negative guys. number or something. Eight five five four fifty. I don't I mean, actually I've don't know much about the scale. I've never needed to take a test. I don't know. I don't, know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how the scale works. I've never actually looked into it, so I, I don't have any expertise. Yeah, actually, I think uh, zero is uh, totally heterosexual. So negatively, maybe even more than heterosexual. I don't know. Maybe you're yeah, just uh, an irrational number. Let's go to. Uh, I think it's probably in the middle somewhere. Let's go to uh, Tom at listening in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Tom. Uh, yeah, it's about Social Security. What and, is? And you know they, they've been stealing all this money from people for all of these years, and if they suddenly shut it down, what about all these senior citizens uh, who have been de- going to be dependent on it? What are they going to do? Okay, that's a good question. And uh, now here's the safest thing to do politically for uh, you know libertarian candidates. They need to listen up about this, and that is, you know, some uh, employees don't have to pay that tax. I think it was municipal employees and school teachers and really? uh, some people that were subjected uh, never had to pay that tax. Or at least that's what it was years ago. There's, and some, because uh, they got their own pensions instead. But uh, what they need to do is exempt all wages from Social Security tax. So if you're 60 and you've been paying into it, and it's just the same as if you stopped working at age 60 and then you turn 65 and you you go to retire. Okay, you get uh, the, the pension based on all of those years. But if you're 15 and you haven't worked at a job yet, then you'll never pay into it and you know that you'll never uh, collect it. So you have to save up. And all of a sudden, without that tax, you have more money to save up. And It'd be sweet if people weren't if, if people didn't have to pay the Social Security tax, they'd be able to take home something like 13 percent more. But you know what, what the problem is then? All of a sudden, all these people who are uh, like living, stuck living with mother-in-law would suddenly have more money to afford an apartment, and all, these, all this more money chasing the limited supply of housing that is limited because of the local zoning restrictions that are designed uh, maliciously to prevent people from having more housing. And you know what? The, why people have to obey those zoning restrictions? Because they're it's scared because of cops. Because of cops. That's true. So always remember, cops are the root of all evil. Oh, Thanks for the call, Tom. I appreciate hearing from you. I don't think that's really true, but they are the. Uh... He loves to put that toe over the line. Not the toe. I mean, he, he jumps over the line, does a little dance. They're not the. I wouldn't say the cops are the root of all evil. I think some of them. I think every cop believes they're doing the right thing, and uh, you know certainly that uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That much you can say. And yeah, you can also say that the police are the enforcement arm of the governmental apparatus. They're the tip of the spear when and it comes they, to the, the you know the. the the force of the state and they do aggress against peaceful people on a regular basis and they need to stop doing that but they're just human beings and everybody makes you know choices that they regret later on in life that you know they realize later were a mistake and the police are just making those choices every single day and hopefully uh we'll be able to show them at some point that we don't appreciate it very much and hey guys you need to stop doing that stuff please We'd rather you invest, uh, investigate real crimes with real victims because then people will actually like you. People will want to help you. People will not be afraid of you. Wouldn't that be nice? I think that'd be nice. I think that uh, a lot of the complaints from law enforcement community is that their, their job isn't respected, that they don't get respect right. from the you public. Earn I, think, that I think you need to be act respectably. 
Yep. You know, that's that's where our, I Well, lie. they think they're taught that they deserve the respect because they have a badge and a uniform and they've sworn an oath and they're a police officer. You're a peace officer, a law enforcement officer, and that just comes with respect. You say, you say peace officer. I have not seen a, a law enforcement officer acting in a peace officer capacity in years. I agree with you, although the other day one of them did uh, take uh, take part in Chalk the Police I here saw in Keene, where I, he chalked a smiley face on the sidewalk. That was pretty peaceful. I certainly have. I haven't seen it in Keene with the, the, that exception. I do see it in smaller towns where, mm-hmm. where the law enforcement is actually there to assist and not complicate matters or come in and be the problem You know that we talk about here. It's like there's no problem that law enforcement or government can't complicate or make worse. You know, well, we often say that here. But I, I, I have a real hard time because in my view, I believe that there are good people who wear uniforms, who go home and take off the uniform and are still good people. But there are a lot of people who are not good people who wear the uniform as an outlet to be oh, yeah. to be cruel and the badge an, heavies. Right. Exactly. To come in and make the situation as as bad as it possibly can be. My, my last interactions with law enforcement have been a- absolutely right up that alley. Like the one where uh, you got pulled out yeah. of your car and I had to come get you. Yeah, You had to come get me a couple of weeks ago. That was that was fun. That was good times. And I have to say, I'm glad I have the opportunity to say this on the air. The backseat of your cruiser is, <laughs> I have never felt so safe in the backseat of any cruiser in my life. But your cruiser, Ian, definitely. It's a and police, thank you for, again. It's a former police cruiser, for, for those who are unaware. For coming out and getting me at the 2 in the morning. Mobile. Yeah, I was hoping I could roll up on the set with the cruiser oh, while the other cop great. was still there. But uh, it was terrible. Was gone it was very stressful, you know, and it's just like, what more can I do to complicate the, the guy just could not find enough to complicate the situation. He stole your car he took from my car. you. Yeah, he impounded my car, left me and two of my friends on the side of the road after he said he wouldn't leave me and two of my friends on the side of the road because my friend yep. Jeremy was with us. Jeremy happens to be black. Um, and he was guilty of riding while black because yeah. he is a member of the only, you know, I, I've known Jeremy for 20 years now. He's the member of what was at the only time, at, at one time, the only black family in Keene. It's certainly <laughs> now more diverse, but New Hampshire is not that the, much more. Uh, well, <laughs> like, 10 times as diverse as 10 black families in Keene. You know, okay. So uh, I, laugh all you want, but it's true. And Jeremy came over and it, you heard stories that he had told from his childhood of, yeah. of being guilty of being, being black. black. That's it. And and that was, as far as I could tell, the underlying irritant to this cop that just wanted not only to um, impound my car, but search it, give me a sobriety test, make my friends. He wanted me to call for rides. I wasn't calling for rides quickly enough. I didn't have someone on the way. And finally, finally, let us go. And you came and got us. More thank you. Up. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com includes the news updates. You can get signed up, follow us via email. If you're old school, you'll get the just the news about the show. 
But if you want the uh, most interactivity, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, wherein you'll find updates being posted during the show. So, for instance, the law that we were talking about in California that ostensibly bans gay to straight uh, therapies, I posted the link to that law uh, there on our Twitter and Facebook so you can actually see it for yourself. Uh, So there's more interactivity going on on Twitter and Facebook. You can get through or you can get onto all of those by going to news.freetalklive.com, get signed up and follow us there. That's news freetalklive.com and free talk live is brought to you by the free state project your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime is to get together with other people who think as you do people who understand what freedom's all about that in order to be free as we discussed previously you must allow others to be free too and that means people doing weird things people that you don't agree with people that that have a, a belief system that is antithetical to you that as long as they're not hurting somebody physically they're not doing you know physical harm to another human being or damaging property that you understand that you should leave them alone that way they'll leave you alone because everybody's got their belief systems about what the right way to live life is it's just that you cross a line when you try to force it on somebody else. And so if you Doesn't that go for kids too though? What do you mean? Or is or are, are your children your property? I don't like the idea that children are your property, which is why I support the idea of young people being able to emancipate themselves. But until the day they do emancipate themselves, I think that you are their they're your ward essentially and that you you're responsible for them. Okay. So if a uh, if my son Jack uh, some guy pulls up with some candy and my, ch- my son in, in, his, in, a, in his van, my son Jack decides he wants to go off into the van with the guy, can he emancipate himself as a four and a half year old? Uh, you know, Mark, I don't think that uh, he would likely want to emancipate himself, but I, candy can I, I can tell you that kid does not get a lot of candy, and candy's a real motivator for him. I don't think that uh, anyone's committing a crime in that particular case. I think that if he wants to, you don't. <laughs> somebody's going to die if that happens. <laughs> That's true, and in which case, then you'd have a crime on your hands. But uh, you know, if I mean, maybe the guy actually does need someone to help him find his lost puppy. Oh God. You're a sick, sick man. It's pretty unlikely. I mean, odds are good he's a you know molester and a sick freak and uh, and all that. But so ultimately, what, at what you know, of course you have to go to the ludicrous the only, extreme the only to sick make a freak point around on here this. Is you. you of course you have to go to a ridiculous extreme to make an uh, so, to make a point on this. Ian, I I am sure. Anyway, at some please point, go to freestateproject.org if you love the ideas of liberty and are willing to actually do something about most it. Most people here don't think like Ian. <laughs> That's my endorsement. <laughs> Well, Mark, I'm just somebody who doesn't pick arbitrary ages to decide when somebody's mature or not. Okay, and, and there's all... my question. At, at what point do you believe a person, at, at what criteria would you use to um, establish if someone is ready to or able to take care of themselves? Well, for for instance, I forget who it was, but there was a parent who was telling me, oh, I remember who it was, Emberly from uh, Voluntary Values. So it's her radio show. Is that a uh, website? VoluntaryValues.com? I, something like that. Yeah, you can I don't use know what the search engine the to find out. Uh, so she had told me about her son who, when he was two or three years old, decided he was done. He was going to move out. And she told him, well, good luck, and let him go. And Did she watch him from the window? I don't know. I presume she did. I but, presume she uh, did too. She said that she uh, he was back within moments. Like he didn't even make it down the driveway. I'm gl- really he, really glad that I worked came for running back. I think so, I was about six when I did tried the same little trick. So I think you know each parent gets to decide for themselves. Uh, you know what to how to handle those situations. But ultimately, you know if somebody wants to leave, then they should be able to leave. 
Okay, so there's no other criteria aside from that, no ability to, you know, like Jack may get in the car with the guy who has candy. He's four and a half. He's going for the candy. I was 11 <laughs> when I first ran away from home. Don't I took care, good care of myself. You how'd, know? It, how'd it go? How long? Uh, I was out for almost a month. Really? Yep. And um, where were you staying? I was staying um, in different places. Uh-huh. You know, friends um, or like friends creepy and guys different places. No, no <laughs> creepy guys. I was really fortunate. I didn't run into the creepy guys until you know college. But <laughs> it's um it. It really ended up that the cops, I, I was found by the cops, and the cops returned They forced me. you to well, go they, back. Well, first they sent me to a foster home, and yeah. then they sent me home, back to where I didn't want to be. Yeah, and, and that's the problem today, is that's what happens in those situations where, you you know, you were going back to an abusive home. Yeah, right? I didn't want so, to be there. Uh, the police are actually facilitating abuse in that case. So to be all afraid of, oh my God, what, what if Jack wants to get in the van? Well, Jack could get in a van today and it's not going to change anything. Right, but uh, I also don't think that we're I... We're talking about legal an, status here. I, as an 11-year-old, was fully capable of, of taking care of myself. I certainly didn't do it gracefully. Or I, you know, sure, in an were you ideal... better off at the abusive home or on your, uh, out on, the, on your own? Um. I would say living without beatings was certainly ideal to me, but um, I sort of, like again, it's like a trade-off. Either you don't want to mm-hmm. get beaten, or you want a roof over your head. You yeah. know, that was the situation. That's what it comes down me. to. That's that's how it is basically for everybody who's a young teen, and in fact, uh, even people who are in their twenties and stuff like that uh, that want to live at home. There are rules to living at home, and yep. that's what it comes down to. It's the trade-off. But do you see my point though that Right now, today, not some speculative fantasy about what might happen that could already happen today anyway. People get in vans, uh, you know, the perverts with the vans already exist, uh, and the law is not a factor there. But uh, the point being that the police bring kids back to undesirable living environments sure on a regular basis, and that causes far more damage than any speculative thing that might happen in the future where young people are actually empowered to separate themselves from a bad living situation. It's and not the in empowering the empowering of the young person, it's the disempowering of the parent. Because if Jack decides he's well, going to make... stop beating your so kids! He's going to try to make that uh, decision... How many times have I beat Jack? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the parents that are doing that. Well, when you said stop beating your kids. I don't care if they're kids, disempowered. Um, so I'm going to go pick Jack up and I'm going to prevent him from getting in the van. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kidnap or at the very least false imprison by a legal standard, okay, <laughs> under any other circumstance. If if Nimi wanted to get into a van with a guy with candy, I would, I could, uh, and I grabbed a hold of her and prevented her from doing it. Mm-hmm. It is a felony called false imprisonment. If I moved mm-hmm. her from one place to another, which, considering she's armed, might not really work for me. Is, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Mark. Is a is a kidnapping? <laughs> is a felon? Is a first degree felony called yeah. kidnapping? Now, when I do it to my odds son, good Jack's it's not just gonna parenting. Know that. What's he's, that? Odds are good he's not going to know that. Uh, so I'm just supposed to. So you're you're hoping to take away the legal <laughs> status the parents have in the ability to move their kids from one place to another physically, and just I hope think that, the kids don't know. I think that ultimately, if somebody were to take you to arbitration on that, then it would be an interesting case and see where the arbitrator decided on that. I imagine that he would likely lean towards the parents if they weren't a bunch of abusive nut jobs who were trying to hurt their kids. 
So there's not in the in the free market world that uh, I think that uh, I would like to see where we don't have a monopoly on justice. You don't have an arbitrary set of rules that is being written by some legislator that's deciding what is and what is not kidnapping and you know what should or what should not happen in whatever given circumstance. You've got arbitrators that look at each case. They look at the different factors in each case. They look at the different people involved and they make a decision. They make a professional, educated decision. Maybe it'll be right. Maybe it won't be right. But uh, it'll be a better decision on average than what we get out of the family courts, for instance, here that are abusing people's families left and right. There's no shortage of horror stories about how these uh, family courts are tearing people's families apart and separating kids from parents that love them and actually do want to do good things for them. So, again, what you're doing is fear-mongering, Mark. You're, you're, you're getting people afraid of the idea of having a, a free world in which we don't have a monopoly court oh, no. system. I'm talking about very real things. I'm not fear-mongering. It's, it's fear-mongering. You're talking about very un- unrealistic scenarios that are very unlikely to happen. People kidnap kids all the time. Mm-hmm. That's right. They do it today. You're suggesting it would be more popular? No, I'm suggesting that you not talk about making it legal. It wouldn't be legal for someone to kidnap a kid. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What would be legal would be for a young person to emancipate themselves from a bad living environment. So maybe you should give your son some candy. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Or Cookie. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Inviting you over to our website. You can go to freetalklive.com. And if you like the fact that we give you the features on the site for free, like you get to actually create the content of the site if you want, or you can just look at it. Uh, but you can actually interact in that you can submit news items, YouTube videos, blog posts, whatever you find online that you think is neat or interesting or outrageous or fun. You submit it to the site and then it appears on the upcoming stories page. Then it must receive a certain number of votes in order to be promoted to the front page of the site. So that's one of the many ways you can interact over at freetalklive.com. And it's all free. We give it to you up front. But there are ways to support Free Talk Live if you like what we're doing. And if you want to help us out, you know, cover some of these costs, because it certainly isn't free to run the website. Let me tell you that. The development costs are way more than I thought they were going to be. Uh, so if you want to help us out, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as five bucks a month. Uh, it's, you know, the price of a good cup of coffee. Uh, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up there, use any major credit card through PayPal, or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And then once you've done so, uh, you then have access to a few perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, and a podcast, which the AMP podcast doesn't have the, the commercial uh, the re- recorded spots that our regular podcast does. So you can go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up. That's amp.freetalklive.com. It's five bucks a month. It makes a huge difference for us. Bitcoins, they are an online currency. They are open source and peer-to-peer. They're um, not like currencies that you're used to seeing. They're not coins. They're not paper. They're 
like a math problem. They're cryptography. They are a, uh, you know, unbreakable code. And they allow you to send and receive money on the Internet without having to pay any fees. I, you know, I've done this on a regular basis. I buy, have bought things with Bitcoins. I have, uh, you know, bought Bitcoins. I have sold things for Bitcoins. I've done all the things you can do with Bitcoins because they're money. And you can go find out more about Bitcoins by going to weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. Interestingly, the Bitcoin is the uh, most valuable currency in the world per unit. Uh, right currently, they're at uh, twelve dollars and ninety nine cents is what the uh, Bitcoin is going for right now. And there's no currency that's worth that much as a single unit. It's weusecoins.org. I recommend going and finding out about Bitcoins because they're they're going to change the world. That's my prediction. It's weusecoins.org. All right, so uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. There's news uh, that came out a few days back that uh, apparently Fox News aired a suicide on live television. And people apparently feel pretty strong about this issue. Uh, They actually got on the air later and apologized for it. And I don't think that they should have apologized let me give you the details here from MediaBistro.com. A man committed suicide live on Fox News a few minutes ago. Uh, FNC had been carrying a car chase in the Phoenix area. And when the suspect pulled over, he ran down a dirt road, stopped, put a gun to his head, and fell to the ground. No other national networks were carrying the chase. When the man first exited the car, anchor Shepard Smith said pres- presciently, You wait for the end of these things and you worry how they may end. Viewers could hear Studio B. Boom. Viewers could hear Studio B crew members who were watching a live feed of what was happening gasp and Smith say, get off, get off, get off, asking the control room to cut away, but they didn't in time. Fox then went to a commercial break. Upon returning, Smith said, well, I've got some explaining to do and explained that after the suspect exited the car, the network went into a five second delay, but they failed to cut away in time, saying we're really we really messed up and we're really sorry that didn't belong on TV. I personally apologize to you that that happened it will not happen again on my watch, and I'm sorry. I disagree. I think that uh, there's nothing wrong with that being on TV, and I'm wondering how you guys feel. I, I think it was wrong to apologize for it because suicide is, as we've said in in previous shows, um, it's a fact of life. You know, um, I think it. Uh, one story that I'm reminded of, a friend of mine was killed in a, a motorcycle accident and a picture of her dead body under the car appeared on the front page of the Nashua Telegraph here in New Hampshire. Wow. So this is several years ago. And I was um, very upset by that. Um, a good friend of mine found out that someone he loved was dead that way. Mm. Um, and I think that's very... It's dis- a shocker. It is. It is very much um, very distressing. But I think that to... To apologize for this, it it happened. I mean, it, it right. happened, and they were running a live feed. And I don't think an apology, um, it, you know, it certainly is a traumatic thing to see someone die, um, in in some circumstances. Um, it's certainly uh, traumatic to see uh, still shots of someone you know uh, dead. But I I don't think that it it should be um, bleached or cleaned. I agree. Um, I don't think, and this is why I support you. 
uh, and supported you when you went for um, Tom Ball's footage because that was this caught. This is a man who set himself on fire out in, son, uh, in front of the local courthouse. That's I right. attempted to get the security footage of that or any police photos of that situation and was completely denied. Yep, that's right. I, but, I went to court over it. Uh, that's right. And I, I was there and I was sitting there as they hauled Jason Talley away. And mm-hmm. That was that was a, a big day. But I support he supported your effort to do that because I think it's a fact of life. And I, I think that one of the contributing factors to the stigma of suicide is that everyone wants to sweep it under the rug and no one wants to talk about it and kind of pretend that it's less of an issue than it than it is um or really don't want to see the reality of it i mean after 9 11 how many times did we see pictures of those planes flying into those buildings over and over and over and over again and it kind of desensitizes you to the the idea of it and i'm certainly not promoting that but i also don't want to promote just uh, let's cleanse the news and this is the reality but we're going to present you a clean view of of you know this is the nice pretty world where no one commits suicide and uh, except those who are absolutely yeah, crazy I, don't, I, I agree with you i don't want to relish in the death i don't want to you know titillate uh with uh, with that sort of thing that's not what i'm into i mean i don't think that the news should turn into an ogrish.com or you know one of these other rotten.com but these that's websites. what i think this is already is if the car chase is good enough to show on news, then the end is. And they love right. to show car chases. Oh, car chase. I mean, yeah. by the very fact that Fox was showing it and some other news station wasn't showing it, it just goes to right. show that, oh, hey, we got this is a breaking story. We got a car chase and we'll get this on. Right. If the guy had turned down a con- you know bridge under construction for the purpose of throwing himself in the car off the bridge, they wouldn't have cut away from that. Right. There's so- simulated violence in shows all the time, too. I think of uh, the movie Reservoir Dogs, where the, the gun goes off and the guy's brains go all over the back of the car that was pulp fiction oh was it Am it, I, it definitely I, happened that's in why pulp they fiction. called the cleaner okay right called the cleaner yeah. okay i forgive me so um you know this is this is something that that <laughs> happens this is something that happens um for the sake of entertainment but apparently when it happens in real life it's it's something that that needs to be apologized for and oh mm. my god the children you know, yeah. um, I don't think news should necessarily be G or PG if if the subject matter isn't G or PG. I think tell the news as it is. Absolutely. And I, in fact, Mark, you went somewhere I was going to go as well with Fox News would have had no problem continuing to air this footage had the cops chasing this dude managed to gain on him, jump on him beat on him they would have had no problem airing you know a beating of the you know because the cops you know frequently will catch the person that's running away from them before they have a chance to do anything and those footage you know that footage is always shown on tv the cops got their man yeah they had to beat the crap out of him but you know we showed it to you the police are our heroes here on fox news yeah, I, they would, wouldn't they? I, as far as I'm concerned, if it's good enough to show the car chase, it's good enough to show the end result. These car chases, uh, I mean, you know, they're they're amped up uh, adrenaline junkies that do this stuff. Uh, in most cases, you have the guys, um, you have the the license plate number or whatever. You're going to run across this guy. It's not like in every single traffic stop, somebody doesn't run somebody's, uh, you know, uh, driver's license. Right. I mean, yeah, you these- can. You can keep up with these guys. You can put a, a helicopter on them. I mean, if they had video, it's likely they had a helicopter. What's that's the problem? That's where the video was coming Follow from. Follow with the helicopter. That's, that's, where, that's what the shot was. It was a Fox News uh, chopper. Let's go to Paul, listening in Indy to WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Paul. Hey. Uh, hey. I was just curious if you guys think that uh, on the flip side that this might embolden 
uh, some viewers who may be considering something like suicide to go ahead and maybe try something like this themselves, maybe to gain attention and it might inspire them to uh, go ahead and follow through perhaps on something like this by watching that. Yep, probably somebody will want to get famous by blowing their head off. There's no doubt about it. I think well, someone my problem is, is my problem uh, is is that they were showing the car chase at all. That's what my concern is. That's not news. A car, a car chase in <laughs> Boise doesn't affect you and me. It's not national news. It's just uh, something to titillate people with. Uh, you know, Paul, if you've got more comments, uh, hang on. We can bring it back here in hour three. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But if this is going to encourage someone to uh, commit suicide, then should any uh, depiction of suicide be prohibited? Should the suicide be prohibited from being shown in movies? Should it be prohibited all over the place? Could give people ideas. Hi, I'm Derek J. To me, an activist's calling is to actively work to advance a cause. The cause for which I work is personal freedom. I believe my life is best when I engage in voluntary interactions and self-government. I reject the idea that anyone else has a higher claim to my life or my body than I do. I see people who call themselves the government as a threat to my personal freedom. I realize you may feel differently, but my relationship with the people who call themselves the government is completely involuntary. If Starbucks used some of its money to drop bombs, I wouldn't shop there. So why would I support the American empire? The empire does not require my consent. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. That's the point of the program. We launch here into the third hour of this show. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. Actually, there was a news story last night that we didn't get a chance to get to. Maybe we will tonight. It's about the uh, the founder of the Pirate Bay and the detention conditions that he is facing in Sweden after having been arrested in, uh, was it Phnom Penh? Uh, I think it was. I don't remember exactly. It was uh, Cambodia. Yeah, I think it was Phnom Penh. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that if we get a chance, but your calls come first. And for those of you just tuning in, last hour we reported on a Fox News live television uh, report that they did on a, a, tra- a traffic chase that was going on in Arizona where the man uh, who was being chased got out of his car, ran away, and put a gun to his head, blew his brains out on national TV. Fox uh, Shepard Smith got on the air after that and apologized for it. And, uh, Nemi, you and I agree. We said that he should not have apologized. No, I don't think so. That And, Mark, you say that as long as they're going to show the, the car chase from the beginning, they might as well show it all the way to the end. I think that the car chase itself is purient. I mean, yeah. the suggestion is, is that showing isn't suicides... Isn't that what Fox does? I mean, they, uh, they kind I, of pander. I think they all do, to some extent. Right. I mean, there's these shows, Max TV, and um, these video shows where they show 10 worst car chases. I mean... This is what this is. It's prurient TV. And what's the difference in a car chase that puts everybody's life in danger mm. and a car chase where somebody dies? Over the last few years, I know there's been a, a move toward not engaging in high-speed chases. 
I think that it's a good move, and I think that there should be fewer yeah, of them. Absolutely. Especially it's, if there's a helicopter on the car. You're putting innocent people in danger anytime one of those high-speed chases is going on, and that's not worth it. Catching that guy for whatever it is he's done, probably some drug dealer or something like that, uh, but catching that guy for whatever he's done isn't worth putting a you know an innocent family or an innocent motorist uh, in jeopardy as right. a result. Right, well, the cops are on their tail, and they've shown the propensity to run with the you know the black and whites with the gumballs going, we're, 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 we're. they're going to continue to run faster and faster because they think they can get away. Let's go to Paul. He's in Indy and hung through uh, the news break there to continue his comments. Paul, go ahead with your thoughts. You're listening to WXNT. I think that maybe there's a boundary they're trying to uh, establish or maintain. Not to be a Fox News apologist, but uh, just the fact that uh, maybe they're trying to be conscious of possible or actual sensitivities of the viewing audience by apologizing for that. So I can understand why they would want to apologize. I understand what you're saying, why even tape it in the first place, but... uh, that's why I understand them apologizing for it. I wouldn't want that to be shown either. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I get that it's something shocking and new, but the fact that they show the, to me, the fact that they show the car chases at all is really what the problem is. Would you object to them showing the police uh, running him down and beating him? I, I wouldn't want to see. Well, I wouldn't want to see that either because that uh, that has kind of a, almost encourages vigilante-type mentalities, I would think, but, you know. Well, I don't know if that encourages vigilante mentalities, but everybody's got their well, opinion, right, the about Werther what they see. The effect, or whatever it is, is is, is quite well known. What I is mean, this? This is uh, copycat suicides. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, if there's a big, high-profile suicide, oftentimes uh, there will be copycat suicides that go on afterwards. I mean, it happens. I don't think anyone is going to engage in a copy, copycat suicide that wasn't already considering suicide anyway. I couldn't say. You know, I, I've seen a documentary on the Golden Gate Bridge, and that's something considered something of a mecca because it, of its quote-unquote effectiveness as a, um, as a suicide destination. There's also another one in Japan, if memory is serving, as it's like the number one suicide place in the world. And, and I think that if... Anyone, I think it's more the shock value of seeing someone drop dead on television. But I'm also reminded of a Dennis Leary joke. It said that people were glued to their TVs because they watched, were watching one day and they saw John F. Kennedy shot on live television. You know, now we have the five or seven or ten second loops on film or mm-hmm. we have it here on the radio as well. Um, but I, I think, you know, to, to gloss over or to, I mean, to speak to the shock and say, acknowledge that it's a shocking thing that just happened. Yeah, um, that's sure. one thing. But to apologize is something completely different. I agree. And you know, Paul, if you don't like it, then you don't have to watch, right? Like nobody forces anybody to watch the car chase, watch it all the way to the end. If you Paul need. didn't say that, you can say if somebody doesn't like it, then they don't. No, have Paul, to watch. you said you didn't like uh, you didn't like the idea of this being shown at all. Well, yeah, because of the because of how you described it. Why even have why even shoot? Uh, roll, roll tape on the car chase, you know? Right. So Paul well. doesn't like this, and uh, but that's the thing. 
its news uh, coverage and news coverage by its nature is going to have disturbing stories. It's going to have you know things that you otherwise wouldn't really want to hear about in your in your daily life, uh, and that's just kind of part and parcel of the news. And there's all kinds of you know non-offensive programming that is uh, is available on the hundred or so uh, television channels or four hundred or however many they have these days. I don't have TV, uh, but uh, so you know you're always free to choose another uh, program to watch. I think that I don't know if I agree with Mark that this isn't news it certainly is something that's happening it's something that's un- it's unique uh it's something that is affecting people's lives there are cable so. channels and so- just channels dedicated to pol- police um chases etc in some markets i know i've heard about that really uh, yeah i, I will 24 find 24 hour police chase yeah. channels yep <laughs> absolutely there have been shows thanks. dedicated to it for thanks sure. paul for your thoughts tonight i do appreciate hearing from you 855-453 that's the SACL cai toll free line so the news is what it is and i agree that they shouldn't be apologizing for showing the news we shouldn't have you know the, and and the news agencies know that the nicey nice news as much as people say they want it they don't want it uh, people, you know, they say, you guys are always reporting negative stuff uh, to the news agencies. This is a common complaint. So that's what and, sells. Right. That's why people tune in, because they don't care if it's Bertha's 100th birthday. That's not that interesting compared to, you know, somebody if, getting shot. If the car news, the car chase was news, then the suicide after the car chase is news Absolutely as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely In the same way that, you know, what I thought very, very interesting with this ba- band that was uh, hollering in church over in Russia. Pussy Riot. Pussy Riot. Pussy Riot. Was I loved just watching all the different news channels just say Pussy Riot oh, over yeah. and over and over again. <laughs> And, you know, I'd watch their faces to see if they could just hold it completely straight. And most yeah. of them did a really great job. Mm. But, you know, what would they have done if this uh, the name of this band was F-Stick? You know I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they would have done. <laughs> And, the band with the, the the band with the name that we can't say on the air. Right. Right. I mean, they could say Pussy Riot on the air. Can they say F-Stick? I don't know. In the name of news, you should be able as far to. As right. I'm Journalism. You can. Right. This is, this is news. If it was right. news that a band named Pussy Riot yelled in church in Russia and got put in jail for two years over it, and yeah. I think it is news, then it should be news if a band named F-Stick says it in, uh, in, in Russia and, and yells in church. And gets put gets two years. As far as I'm concerned, it's news. And if it's news, it's news. Andrew's on the line in Seattle. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Andrew. Yes, hello, guys. How are you this evening? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I keep hearing you guys talk about this uh, television incident, and you know what? What can't I can't help uh, voice uh, a little bit of uh, my viewpoint on this matter because frankly i see television as kind of a uh, a specific neural programming device that operates at a specific frequency to intercept the neural pathways of the human brain um it is a very specific device it has a very specific function and it plays a role in society to provide people a way to live out their life almost uh, vicariously through whatever they see on the screen okay um, my whole thing with these types of conversations when it comes to what's shown on television is that, of course, the only thing it's going to ever show you is stuff that is completely contrived, designed. We have to realize that every every media company comes back to three people. Huh. Uh, every company that you see on television. Yeah, I think that's four, a conspiracy theory, people. and I don't think there's... 
truth to it. Uh, let's talk more, though, about it. Uh, hang on. At least the part about it's three people that own every media company because... I don't. Mark, does somebody own Free Talk Live? Well, I, he's going to say that we're not a major media company. Or oh, t- he, or didn't say, he, he didn't say. He didn't say TV. Me. Oh, okay. He said every media company. He didn't say every TV. Well, company. we'll talk to him about uh, it. 450 free. So Andrew, more with, with him in a moment. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we give to you there. Uh, They are free for you, including the webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's because the chat room built into the same page. So once again, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com. It's free. Bitinstant.com is a way for you to get Bitcoins. Uh, you know, Bitcoins are a new online currency, and we talk about them here on Free Talk Live a lot. If you need to find out more about them, go to weusecoins.org. But if you want to get some, go to bitinstant.com. Bitinstant.com has more than a million locations around the globe, 30 countries. And you can get – it's the fa- it's the fastest, easiest way to get your Bitcoins. Even if you do have a problem – I've seen a friend who had a problem getting their Bitcoins, you know, got right on the email there, and uh, they had it fixed within minutes. It's bitinstant.com. All right. Let's go back to Andrew. He's calling from Seattle, and we've been talking about uh, television news. And, Andrew, you're kind of going into a larger commentary on television itself. But then you made a statement about how uh, you believe all the media companies are owned by three people. And I'd like to hear more about that because – uh, maybe I misunderstood you. Yeah, well, my my um, question that I have to that I have to ask of the medium of communication at this point in time is that if they weren't all owned by the same um, same interest, now they can't be narrowed down as a company. They can't be narrowed the same interest as far as uh, powerful people, connected people. I would say that then why do they all? In the same message, why is there really no variation in any sort of journalistic expression that we hear on any single one of the media? Now, um, the um, the media companies that uh, you're talking about, are you talking about just television, or are you talking about radio? I'm talking about anything that you see on television, here on, here on the general AM-FM frequencies. Okay. Or read in the newspaper. So I'm gonna. I think there's an answer to your question that is maybe not doesn't have to do with a direct conspiracy to control everything. Because one, uh, the show that you're listening to right now, and I realize you're listening online. How are you listening to Free Talk Live tonight? I'm listening TuneIn Radio on my Android as I'm driving down the road. Okay, great. Now, how did you find Free Talk Live on TuneIn? Um, well, it's uh, part of the. It, Playing on the Liberty Radio Network, I have a lot of respect for a guy that also plays that also has a podcast on Liberty Radio. So I like to listen to what else is on the network. How did you find the Liberty Radio Network? Just trying to get some background here. Well, I found the Liberty Radio Network uh, through my search for ways to deal with the legal system, and that led me to Mark Stevens. Okay, great. So, so, uh, so 
let me clarify something for you. Free Talk Live, the show you're listening to now, it does air on LRN.FM, which is the Liberty Radio Network. I happen to be the program director of the Liberty Radio Network. So it is uh, it is my baby, so to speak. And he's a big fan of uh, Mark Stevens. I like Mark Stevens. That's why I put him on the Liberty Radio Network. And uh, there are a lot of great shows on LRN.FM. We're also airing on the Genesis Communications Network, which is another network. Uh, they've got a much bigger budget than LRN.FM. And Genesis has been around for a long time doing radio syndication to real radio stations owned by many of these big media companies that you're talking about here. Say, for instance, Clear Channel or Cumulus, two of the largest uh, media radio station owning companies out there, owning hundreds of stations uh, across this uh, this country. So uh, this program, Free Talk Live, is currently being heard on Clear Channel Radio stations on the weekend were heard on cumulus stations uh, and more clear channel stations. So we're heard well, I was on. Unaware of that, right? So just to you know, just to make it clear, if there was some kind of big conspiracy to keep good ideas off the air, then they're failing because we're getting on more stations now with over a hundred stations uh, across the country. So I just want to kind of put that one to bed now. To answer the question about why reporting so bad, that's a good question. Yeah, because uh, it stinks and it is bad. Uh, so, you know, we gave an example of how bad it was earlier tonight with the the, the report on the, the new California law that ostensibly bans gay-to-straight therapy sessions, which didn't actually do that in point of fact. But uh, so, yeah, reporting's really bad. I'd blame the journalism schools. Uh, and, of course, you can come back to a conspiracy theory on that one if you want to. But ultimately, uh, they're... You know, these journalists are going to school, and these schools are state-run schools. The schools are teaching these kids, young young people, to uh, you know, to not question the state. Uh, they're they're telling you know, I don't know what I've never been to journalism they, school, but they that's, have to know to answer the ask the right questions in order to get the right answers. And currently, very few people know how to ask the right questions. And when they do ask the right questions, it's difficult for them to come off and sound mainstream. They have this. Uh, you know, we'll we'll use the conspiracy theory sound to them. I think we're all conspiracy theorists, frankly, and I think that uh, you can just listen to Rush Limbaugh on the air talk about his conspiracy theories in the Democratic Party. So I don't even believe that conspiracy theory is the proper term, but you know, people will use that terminology. And if somebody sounds conspiratorial and doesn't, uh, they're not able to sound mainstream, then they're not going to get mainstream play. Well, you know, I think that the term conspiracy theory or conspiracy buff is really a term that is generally used to marginalize people that yeah. are just seeking to find answers. Well, no, no, and, everybody's know, seeking. You, wait, I, I, I say that everybody's a conspiracy. Ask, what I usually ask folks that bring up the term conspiracy theory is, so while while you and I are conspiring to come to the same understanding of these ideas here, um, we can talk about how all of these scenarios are going to work in the future. We got to make decisions. And to make decisions for not just ourselves but for all for the direction of society is something that I feel a, a drastic calling for. If that makes any sense. And um it really makes when people who are just trying to ask the right question get get so marginalized by any Sure, but you have to understand the conspiracy theorist is marginalizing themselves in a lot of ways by coming out and talking about things like chemtrails and lizard people and other things like that that really make them sound like, well, kooks. And so, you know, it's important to ask hard questions, but it's also important to there's there's a line. So like in, in journalism, for instance, 
if you believe that uh, there, are, the, you know, the the government is actually run by a group of uh, aliens that are actually, in point of fact, lizard men who are masquerading as humans, you probably aren't going to get promoted if you uh, do a, a news piece on that uh, on that subject. Not without proof, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, there's a difference between asking hard questions and conspiracy theory. I think. Oh, completely. And there are there is a lot of disinformation and wrong questions out there that are just so out, outrageous that nobody in their right mind would actually take a look and listen to these guys. So, and those are the ones that are unfortunately portrayed. Well, and, and I think that at the I think that in in journalism there's well, a culture on, of not I, asking hard questions. Before we go on, I want to say something about this conspiracy theory thing. Is if you listen to Rush Limbaugh, listen to one show, one hour of Rush Limbaugh, and say, keep on repeating in your mind, conspiracy theorist, and you will hear so many, con, so much conjecture, so much, so much, uh, just sort of postulation. Just, I mean, if it doesn't have anything to do with lizard people, but he's always talking about how the Democrats are planning this and planning that and what mm-hmm. they came up with and how I know these liberals like I know every naked inch of my glorious bo- naked body or whatever it is that he claims. I mean, he's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, that's an interesting observation. Andrew, thanks for the call and the thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. More on uh, this issue, the media, journalism, and why it fails in a moment. Your thoughts are welcome. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control, toll free, bring us anything you want, 855-453. With you tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We give them away, and those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites. So enjoy it over at freetalklive.com. And uh, know that the features include listening options, wherein you can tune in to our live streams, which are in three different size uh, formats. We have uh, 64 kilobit broadband. We've got 32K midband and 16K narrowband. So it'll fit pretty much any internet connection that you might have. Listen.freetalklive.com will get you tuned in around the clock. Plus, there are radio listening options, over 110 stations on AM and FM across the country, airing uh, the show at various different times throughout the week, from big behemoths like Clear Channel all the way down to mom-and-pop-owned stations. Satellite listening options, uh, including XM Satellite Radio, where we are heard all seven nights per week, uh, as well as our KU Band free-to-air channel. And in addition, there's our webcam. Normally, I'd tell you about the listen lines, but they've been broken for several days. So I apologize to the folks trying to listen on their phones. The listen lines are down, and we are working on getting that remedied. So I apologize about that. But in the meantime, there are several other listening choices for you. So I've done another Edgington Post 2 this evening. What? Uh, for Edgington Post fans. Wow. Came in early in order to talk to uh, an, uh, another individual. And one of uh, this one this evening I did uh, was with Leon Kaziold, who is the uh, lead counsel on John Parent versus New York, which is a Supreme Court case. Potentially, I guess it's on the docket and on the docket means they're going to decide if they're going to see it. 
I, I'm not exactly certain how it all works, but uh, it's a really great interview and uh, very, uh, would be of high interest to people who are interested in specifically father's rights, but parental rights, family law, this kind of thing. It's, uh, it's very interesting. It's a very interesting interview with uh, Leon Kaziold, and you can find it at soundcloud.freetalklive.com. Yep, that's right. 855-450-FREE. That is the toll-free number here tonight. Now, we had a good question from Andrew that maybe I thought deserved a little bit further uh, discussion, which was about the journalism and the sorry state of it uh, in this country and why it's that way. And I think that part of the answer, besides the fact that maybe they're just failing at journalism school, I don't know, I've never been to it, uh, but besides that, you know, you've got a journalism school run by the state, so obviously it's going to lean in favor of the state. They're not going to teach the kids in a state-run school, in a state-sponsored school, to really go too hard against the state, right? Fair. So there's that. But also, I think that there's just a general in, – in the American worker's mind – and this is p- probably due to the government education system as a whole, not just the college, but as a whole, all of government education, is that young people are trained against risk. They are trained that risk is bad and that uh, you could get hurt if you take risks. You could financially lose if you take risks. You could lose your job if you take risks. And risks, bad. Stay away, kids. What you want to do is get a safe job, one that you can have for your whole life, You'll retire at age 65, get on Social Security, and then you'll be able to garden and watch television for the rest of your years. I mean, this is kind of the general uh, pitch, right? Like, Pretty close, you, yeah. You know, go, go through school, kids, go to college, get your degree, get a job, stay in the job for your whole life, get married, have some kids, uh, and then, you know, retire once it's all over and done with. That's sort of what the, the you know, people are suggested that they do. And in that process, there's nothing that's risky because that's the accepted way to do things. That's what I'm not. People, I don't think that most people do it that way. Most people move jobs to job to job on a pretty regular basis. I think that uh, you, ultimately you don't end up keeping the same job for your whole life. But, but I think they're sort of taught that. That's what I'm saying. That's the pitch. Like you got to yep. find a good job and then stick with it, move up through the ranks, and so on and so forth. And when in fact you'll probably do better by moving from job to job by uh, part, you, you know using your skill set you know selling your skill set to do businesses. You'll if, do better by ultimately starting your own business, in my opinion, and leaving the world of the job because ultimately, as a job or as an employee, you're working for someone else in addition to yourself. Whereas when you're working at your own business, there's more risk to running your own business. No, doubt. no kidding. Mm-hmm. Which is why uh, they don't advocate that in school. No, there's not an entrepreneur's class in government high school, at least not, not the high, school, uh, high schools I went to. Uh, they're not encouraging people to be entrepreneurs. They're encouraging people. And, and John Taylor Gatto, who was the New York State Teacher of the Year, by the way, uh, he came out against the government school system. He written, has written books about it. One of them is available free on his website, johntaylorgatto.com. In fact, uh, there's a great DVD set that you can uh, click on a banner on our website. It's it called pre- The Ultimate History Lesson. Yeah, it's, it's a like a five-hour-long uh, de- lecture from this, this guy. And this dude knows his stuff, and he knows this is the Prussian education model. The system that uh, The school system that we have here in this country is the Prussian model. And this was a model that was designed to create an obedient class of worker drones that are not going to question their uh, their status in life. They're not going to question 
the world around them. They're not going to question the, the tenets of uh, you know the system and all of that. They're just going to plug in. They're going to work. They're going to come home. They're going to have a few drinks. They're going to smoke a little pot. They're going to go to sleep, and they're going to go back to work. And they're going to do it all again over and over again until the day they die. And all the while paying money into the system so bureaucrats can live off of everybody else's the parasite class. efforts. So that's what they want. They want a, a class of drones. And the journalists are in the same class. Unless they went to some elite school where they're not taught about, you know, not ta- taught the drone lessons. Like, you've got to wait to raise your hand to speak. And if the lights go out, you've got to shut up. And, you know, all these rules that surround being at government school. If they weren't in some sort of elite school where they weren't taught these things, then they're drones too. So you've got the news being reported by the average people in this country who are trained to not take risks. And in the world of journalism, asking tough questions is taking a risk. You're taking a risk. Your boss is going to get angry at you because you've upset the police department spokesman or you upset some politician. And now the politicians, uh, you know, has uh, writ- called the, the editor at the company and they, they've said, well, we're not going to give you any more interviews. This has happened to a friend of ours. Uh, he was uh, working at a radio station and he was tough on the politicians and the politicians told the uh, station management is uh oh yeah we'd we'd advertise our campaigns with you but uh you got that guy gardner goldsmith on your uh station and we just can't have that yeah and that's big money by the way the campaign ads these tv stations radio stations they look forward to election season because it's like woo, it's rain and cash uh because it's just guaranteed money for most of these organizations but if you upset the politician they're not going to do business with you they're not going to give you the press release you're not going to get the exclusive interview If you upset the police spokesperson, you're not going to get the news releases from the police. You're not going to get the exclusive interviews with the police. And that's going to make your news organization look like you're not getting the stories. The other organizations that are are licking the boots of their oppressors are getting the stories. And uh, so there's there's a built-in. The truth isn't that valuable from a monetary sense. Lies are valuable. Yeah. It's mostly, in my experience, I was just talking with a friend of mine about this last week who's a journalism major in print media, mm-hmm. which is a dying breed, obviously. And and it's um, journalism, quote unquote journalism, really seems to be now opinion based versus fact based. And it's, it's um, very difficult to, as you say, get facts versus opinion um, versus hype, you know, or advertising some sort of bias. There's very little... Um, actual real journalism going on anymore. It's mostly just spin and punditry, and and it's impossible to actually get to the bottom of, um, to actually know the influencing sources on your sources of of news unless you actually dig and find out, unless you're going through a a reputable, quote-unquote, well-established news organization. And even still, you're not sure where the bias lies in, in what you're doing. So there's certainly what you're talking about, Ian, getting snubbed by going for the factual or saying the controversial or unpopular view. Or striking the root, asking right, tough exactly. questions. Exactly. Um, but there's also, the, you know, it just doesn't seem to be a lot of room for fact-based reporting in, in today's um, journalism markets and in, in news reporting. And that was the opinion of someone who's in yeah. Yeah. training right now. No, no. Has or worked for a, a New England newspaper for almost 20 years now. I see. Yeah. 
that it's really been a move away from facts mm. to um, opinion and punditry. And of course, consolidation doesn't help that where there are uh, only a handful of companies that own a lot of these papers and, and TV stations and radio stations. That doesn't help diversity on the airwaves. It doesn't help having it more likely that you will have a news crew that's willing to ask tough questions and go after the real story mm. and that sort of thing. So news reporters, they want to keep their jobs. They're not going to rock the boat. So do editors, yeah. Yeah, 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number 298-855-453. Still time for you. You make the call now. If you don't get in tonight, no big deal. We do it seven nights a week live. 7 to 10 at night Eastern time is our live hours. If you're hearing us outside of those hours, then you're not hearing us live. And you should make a note if you do want to get on the air to call during those hours. And then you'll be able to hear yourself later. Uh, so go to freetalklive.com. You can get interactive there in various ways. Tonight, it's Ian with you. Nemi. And Mark. And don't forget, if you want to help support the show, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. And that is where you'll find various different things to help you get Free Talk Live to more ears. Uh, we've got free bumper stickers. You can send a self-addressed stamped envelope to us. We will then stuff it with a bumper sticker for you and send it back to you. Actually, I had somebody send in, uh, send in a couple envelopes, a couple self-addressed stamped envelopes, and actually put a couple bucks in there and asked for some extra bumper stickers. So, nice. No problem. Uh, so that was really cool. And uh, we also have the LRN.FM bumper stickers here as well. Uh, so go to promote.freetalklive.com and you can get uh, flyers and web graphics and things like that. Now, we've been talking about reporters and the dismal state of reporting in this country and you know a variety of different reasons why that is. I blame the government school system for creating risk-averse people who don't understand entrepreneurship. They don't understand the value of taking risk in a business world because people have been trained to be cautious. They've been trained to you know live a life of fear and, oh, we don't want to rock the boat and make sure we've got to report very carefully here and we don't want to upset any of the politicians or police because then they're not going to come back and ultimately those people are really probably not going to get anywhere significant in their careers because they aren't willing to take the risks that it takes to do that if you do want to do more than just subsist in the world of media you'll have to take risk i mean that's just to me at least that's my experience. Risk equals reward. Now, risk also can equal you right. know, failure. The only risks right. that are good to take are the ones that you manage to pull off. But you have to take risks in the first place to pull the ones off. You gotta get, you've got to take the risks to get the wins, and you might have some losses as well. But ultimately, I think it's worth it. Yeah, uh, for beats, me it has beats been. risking nothing and gaining nothing. Well, right. I mean, you'll 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 have a career, but at some time, you know, at some point, there's no reason why they won't give you the axe. Like you were talking about, Nemi, the newspaper business is a dying breed. Yeah, and uh, it's amazing that people even want to go into it anymore. Good for them. It's it's you know, certainly a, well, people want to be journalists, and journalists are not a dying breed. 
That's that's a good point. Journalism isn't going to go away just because newspapers die, and that was the other point I wanted to make here. The real risk-takers out there these days are the ones in independent media. These are the ones who are covering Occupy and other protests and you know things where the police are in, you know, acting in dangerous manners. They're the ones asking tough questions because they don't have an editor hanging over their head. They don't have some corporate board that is deciding whether or not they should have a job. They're going out there. They're getting their story. If it has spin, whatever. We know that news has spin. That's part of part and parcel of the business. You accept that when you go into it or you understand it when you come across it. So they're coming They're coming with their reports. We as the uh, consumers get so much of a choice now instead of just the local paper and the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. Now you've got uh, literally as much as you can possibly handle as far as choices are concerned in the market as long as you have an internet connected device. So there's plenty of news to be found out there as long as you aren't necessarily going through the uh, the old school providers. And one of my favorite reporters just so happened to call in here tonight. Mine too. Uh, he is Derek J. And he is calling from the District of Criminals. Derek J., you're on hey free time. There. Hey, everyone. Hey, Derek. Well, so good to be with you. Yeah, welcome back to the air. Uh, you're calling from, I imagine, the Adam Kokesh, uh, Adam versus the Man Studios down there, where you're now working as a consultant and uh, somebody who's working on his comedy thing. But just before you get to what you were calling about, I just wanted to provide you as an example of what we're talking about here. You weren't working. Oh, well, thank you so much. You you weren't yes. working for anybody except yourself when you were standing in the the hallway at the Keene City Council meeting when you had first moved to Keene back in 2011, and you encountered the uh, the mayor at the time, Dale Pregent. He didn't know who you were, and so you acted as though you were a reporter, which you are, an independent uh, journalist. This and- is true. I was yeah, un- except uh, under the First Amendment, if anyone wants to. Go by that as a reference, yes. But what did he do? Tell the tell the story. Well, I was saying that I uh, was new in town, and I was curious what was the story about the arrests. I, I was saying what was his opinion about people being arrested for wearing a hat. And when he heard me say the word arrest, he turned right around. I mean, his whole demeanor changed. He was so friendly. I was wearing a little keen high school hat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that I had received from one of the locals. So he, he just figured I was some high school student. Right. It wasn't as though you'd he, ambushed him for the interview. You asked him if you could ask him a question prior to that. And he said, sure. He yeah. was totally game until he heard the question. Right. And then he wouldn't speak with me. He, yep. he turned around and I, I asked him as he was leaving, you know, like a few other questions and he wouldn't respond to any of them. Yeah, he treated you, um, you know, very rudely. You can see more about that at victimlesscrimesfree.com because it's it's in the uh, recent documentary. That's right. Happy anniversary, Nemi, by Thank the you, way. Thank you, sweetie. I'm so excited. I'm so excited you called in on my anniversary. So tell me what's yeah, going well, on, man. It's It's been a great year of hearing Nemi's perspective, and I just wanted to thank you, Ian and Mark, for making it possible. It's just so great. And I look forward to listening to more in the future. Okay. Right thank well, thank you. you for the, the kudos. But tell me more about what's, what you're doing. I mean, what's happening down in D.C.? How's the Adam vs. Oh, the it is so Man? exciting. We, are, I, we just produced the first episode of Adam vs. the Man 5.0, 6.0, whatever incarnation it is by now. Because he's been on the radio and then TV and now the Internet thing. So um, it's great. We put together a writing staff. Um, crowdsourcing from all over the, the country and it's so they're so talented producing um 
really funny comedic uh, scripts. And so it's 20 minutes. People can watch it on YouTube at Adam versus the man. I'll also be posting today's episode at freekeen.com. Excellent. So people can read more about that at freekeen.com. And I will be posting it later tonight. Right now we're doing a live stream that people can watch on Ustream, the Adam versus the man channel. Uh, so when Free Talk Live is over, watch us uh, talking about the debates. Oh, very cool. So you are actually going to provide, uh, be providing some commentary because Adam's doing, uh, he's doing a daily podcast now and he's doing it live on Ustream while it's recorded and then he's putting it out on, on podcast form. And I see that you have uh, kind of joined the on-air crew. That's right. Yeah, for a little while, um, Adam asked me to be on the show and I, I was recommending that uh, he get a female voice. So I'm hoping that sure. um, some of the listeners out there who have a dream to be in radio, if you're in the DC area, you know, definitely try out because I want to focus more on this newscast, which is a, is a real passion of mine. It's like a comedy show that presents the daily news and it's from sort of the libertarian anarchist perspective. So I think there's going to be a lot for everyone to enjoy. I think right. that's fantastic. Congratulations. Eric. I think anarchists are people who dress in black and throw Molotov cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I think that well, uh, I want to hold, I I hold your feet to the flames here, Derek J. Uh, you had mentioned on, I think, on the air at some point that you were going to be producing your own newscast. Uh, you used to do free agents radio news, and you were talking about bringing like a, a peaceful news of some sort. What what was the idea right, there? That's, that's peace news now. Peace news now. And, you know, I've been so busy focusing on putting together the news show that it, that has really taken a backseat. But I, I have the studio all set up to do it. I took a practice test today, and so it is moving forward, but it's slower than I uh, previously had liked. But folks can look forward to that definitely within the month. Awesome. I know I'm looking forward to it because, in my opinion, the Liberty Movement really needs to have a regular newscast. I think that, uh, of course, you know, I'm a radio guy, so I think these things. Uh, but we had it for a little while with the Free Agents Radio News, and it was all you, Derek J. I mean, there was nobody else that was really on board. You were the one who was really, you were powering through it, you know, writing the script every single day. And it is not easy. I mean, you're probably looking at at least an hour's worth of work to do a five-minute newscast. And that's, you know, if you do the bare, bare minimum of uh, of work to to put it together yeah it usually took me well over an hour though yeah. yeah and that's even after you get a system down uh so i think that it's valuable i think that you know it's it's cool for us to sit here for three hours a night and uh blather about issues and talk you know, kind of get into the deep nitty-gritty of how liberty works uh but we don't really get to cover news i mean this now and then we'll hit some stories here and there and some shows have more than than others but free talk live isn't a news show adam versus the man you know the the two-hour show isn't it's, it's also a news and commentary, commentary yeah. right we're commentary as well but when you're doing that five minute news block you don't really have time for commentary you've got to get the news in there and and that's pretty much it and news that is that's interesting right. to a, people a with a liberty oriented perspective yes and there's a lot of trimming that uh, goes into it, and I try and pack as much as possible into every episode so that listeners get the maximum value possible. So I, I look forward to doing more of that in the future. I can't right. wait to I'm see it. Well, yeah, when it's, five minutes. when it's happening, uh, please come on the air with us again. Let's announce it. Let's get it out there. and get some... LiveFreeOrDance.com. Well, I want you to come on the air, too, and we'll talk about it there. But, yeah, that's your blog, okay. by the way. LiveFreeOrDance.com is where you can get more of Derek J. Great to hear from you, man. Be safe down there, okay? 
Love you, Derek. See you soon. All right. Yep. Uh, So we'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Thanks, Nemi. Thank you, Ian. And Mark. All right. It's one of our little special after shows here. Podcasters only. We, um, you know, we do these now and then when we have uh, issues of concern that we want to want to bring up uh, for our podcasters. And it's uh, it's Mark with you. And Ian. So uh, one thing that's come up is, you know, generally... Summer's a kind of a slow time as far as radio sales go. I Is that right? I don't know why. Um, I think it might be just kind of conversation that uh, you know has driven this this thing. I mean, but the claim is is that you know people are on vacation and stuff like that. So it tends okay. to be that summer, specifically late summer, tends to be kind of slow. And usually it starts picking up in late September. I think it might be the economy, but things aren't really picking up. And for I free get, talk live, you mean? Yeah, for free talk live specifically. I don't know what it's like at the other radio companies. I don't work in any of them. But we have a lot of open inventory. We're doing okay as far as uh, ad sales go between uh, SACL CAI and um, you know Amazon and uh, memory dealers. Uh, the guy there who supports Bitcoin, uh, the Bitcoin advertising on the, the show, some of the Bitcoin advertising on the show. But these guys, uh, but those two, I mean, they're great. Jason Osborne, SACL CAI and memory dealers mm-hmm. slash Bitcoin uh, or BitInstant rather. Well, BitInstant isn't uh, is has broken off and it's being uh, sponsored by BitInstant now. Okay, uh, then the Bitcoin one in general that that's the one you're talking about. These yep. are these are effectively you know what you might want to call advertising angels. Angels, yeah. Uh, because Jason Osborne, Sickle CAI, I don't know if he's ever gotten a client over all the years that he's advertised with. I couldn't tell you. He's never told us that. Like he's never called came to us and said, "Guys, we finally did it." You know, got a big broke a big client, and uh, finally, it's made it all worth it. All the money that we I know spent that he's you. gotten some calls, but I don't know those calls. I mean, Sickle CAI is a relatively large business that handles a, a relatively large amount of volume. Right, he does. I know he's done us. some business with some people that have called him, but I don't know. But like, he would never have gone out even looked for those clients, and he may have told those clients to go take a take a hike if they hadn't have called as Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. you know uh prospects right so he's advertising on this show because he loves liberty yeah and he wants free talk live to be successful and get out there and get the ideas of liberty out there and and he also wants us to talk about jason osborne and how awesome he is, he is. <laughs> uh but uh but you know that's his purpose that's why he sponsors gardner goldsmith no show. difference between nick gillespie and uh the, the guy from reason and you know on, on all the tv shows he's on with the, his leather jacket and stuff so uh that's the purpose there and that's, you you know bring those guys up mark they're they are financial angels for this show and we really yeah. appreciate them and gosh if you do need uh collections done you should call SACL cai and if you want to buy some memory uh get in touch with the uh, memory dealers you know they, they they will handle it um but ultimately you know a general audience radio program probably not the best advertising venue for that stuff Yep, I know that they've uh, that Memory Dealers has certainly sold stuff through Memory Dealers, and we've done a great job promoting Bitcoins, which is what uh, the guy from Memory Dealers wants to do, promote Bitcoins. For sure. Yeah, he's uh, really into it. He prefers not to have his name mentioned if he can uh, mm-hmm. avoid it, but he's no he doesn't, he doesn't hide behind uh, you know he doesn't hide either. He's yeah. he's uh, been on the, been on with us before, and he's done interviews. I just you know not going to mention his name unless uh, you know he prefers he prefers to to, to keep it out. He's not 
not a he's not a vain man. As well, right, and and Bitcoin of course works better because that's something that everybody can can utilize. That's something that you know money. Sure, <laughs> everybody needs that. Uh, everybody's interested in that, and so of course that's working because Free Talk Live does work. Like advertising, oh, yes. you know, if you've got the right product at the right price or the right value or the right pitch, it's going to work because we are reaching people. Absolutely. It's absolutely true. We, are, do, we, do a, you know, we do a fine job for our advertisers. We get the plays, that kind of thing. And it's just the truth in business that advertisers come and advertisers go. When I learned about uh, business, I learned that there were seven pillars of a successful business. One of them was marketing. So, uh, you know, I mean, that's just it's just one. If the other six aren't in place, your building falls down Mm. and or whatever it is you're building with pillars, I guess my analogy is falling apart. Um, But, you know, I mean, for instance, we just had uh, when I'm thinking about the little guys, we just had Matthew Wayne Bellotti um, at the author. Yeah, the author. And you can go. It's mwb.freetalklive.com to see his books. And he was giving away some books in order to promote them on Amazon. And he was very he was thrilled with the results that he got. So, I mean, the little guys can certainly get results and Free Talk Live can do a great job for a small amount of money. Well, right, because we're one of the only probably I don't know how many other nationally syndicated radio shows can actually offer radio commercials at the rates that we do i can't imagine how many do i just don't know uh norm my normal rates for radio ads are 30 dollars a 30 second recorded ad i use recorded ad as a what they call a combo ad in the industry meaning that i stick the podcast and i stick the the radio show together at a 20 and a 10 dollar rate and come up with my 30 dollar mm-hmm. rate so that's when i say to you know advertisers all day long i say free talk lives nationally syndicated radio program on more than 110 radio stations across the country two xm channels and we've got ad rates as low as 30 dollars a 30 second ad I'm putting them on both the podcast and the radio, mainly because I understand how valuable the podcast is, and I don't want the advertisers to just forego the podcast because they will do that in yeah. in lieu of the radio um, spots, which they're used to. They right, because these old media buyers, they do things the old way. Yeah. They, they just don't want to be, you know, they don't they want it foisted upon them. But the fact is the podcast audience is, you know, extraordinarily valuable. Yeah. So that podcast audience is why you get some strange ads that you may not feel are entirely tailored to you. (laughs) But um, all in all, we've got some uh, inventory openings right now. And, you know, what I was thinking to myself is I can continue making calls the way I've been continuing to make calls. And I certainly can. I've got lots of uh, fish on the line, as it were. I hate to think of my advertisers as fish. I have lots of people interested in advertising. I want to use these term sales terminology uh, that people do because it's like it's always like. It, it downplays the prospect, yeah. dehumanizes the prospect. Yeah. And uh, so I have lots of uh, lots of uh, people out there that are interested in doing some ads. It's just not coming yet. And this is a common experience, but it usually breaks at around mid-September. Mm. Um, and it will it will start up again in uh, early early January, too. Actually, somewhere somewhere in uh, mid mid December to early January. And the you know, so I thought, eh, why don't I make this available to my uh, listeners? Because a lot of times what listener slash advertisers want is they want low cost uh, programs. Oftentimes I kind of have this general rule about $500 is what I'll do the work for Mm -hmm. because it takes just about as much work for me to do an ad campaign for 500 bucks as it does for 5,000. It's really similar. Um, there's, There's about the same amount of work for you got to write the sp- script, have it produced, and you know Insert scheduled, the, and then inserted. Yeah. Insert it, the paperwork that goes with it, the checks, and all, you know chasing the stuff down, and all the things that come with it. So I normally keep it about five hundred bucks as the floor, and I thought, huh, 
why don't I just do a sale with the listeners? I mean, because I get oftentimes, and it has, it's been slowed down recently, but oftentimes I get a great deal of my uh, customers from listeners. Some of them are, come in with big, big budgets and some of them will come in with little budgets. And I have told the little guys, um, you know, maybe I just can't help right now. And what I'm thinking is, is why don't I tell the little guys that I can help right now? Uh, I can lower my floor to somewhere around 300 bucks mm-hmm. uh, um, and say that, uh, you know, radio ads are $10 and podcast ads are $5 because we've got the openings. I mean, you, you insert the podcast ads. Yeah. They're open. So um, for that's a $15 combo rate. And frankly, I haven't been selling at that rate since we started uh, doing Free Talk Live, uh, you know, <laughs> nationally syndicated and doing the sales. I'm envisioning one of those car commercials. Mark's gone crazy. Yeah, so, prices are so low, they're insane. <laughs> and, We've got to move inventory. And the, but the fact is, is every time the radio show plays and we're putting in fill spots or whatever, the, those really that's expired milk on the uh, the, the the store shelf mm-hmm. as soon as the show plays it's all gone. that inventory's spoiled yep. and so it either got sold or it didn't and we're happy to I'm, believe me we're going to fill the commercials with something and you know hopefully we'll get paid on either uh, you know per inquiry spots or whatever it is or we'll we'll give it to our you know friends and the, the you know whatever amazon spots th- things like that we'll do these things but this is a way for the listener to take advantage. Somebody who might have been thinking about it at some point or another, mm-hmm. this might be the time for you to do it. I, you know, I mean, if, if you do, if you don't have the money, that's that's fine. I mean, you know, maybe now is not the time to do it. I don't know, but for the people that it is the time, it's a fifteen dollar combo rate is really great, and I'm going to discount uh, the live reads too. I don't know how this is going to go, Ian. <laughs> um, We've, These are our most popular ads. They are. But we've been light on the the live reads, too. You probably mm-hmm. haven't been paying attention. I take care of the live read schedule during the show. Yep. But we've had a couple of openings and live reads. Normally, we get somewhere between 50 and 75 bucks for a live read. And it goes for, you know, 45 seconds, thereabouts. Um, it was supposed to originally be 15 seconds, but I don't think we've ever felt like we could get the uh, the proper information out in that amount of time. And I think that we can do There's it. no guaranteed amount of time. We're just going to talk about your... Going to talk Tough. about it, yeah. And I, we can do it for forty bucks. That's what I'm going to do it at. Okay. Um, and you know, like I said, these first come first are, serve on this, right? Yeah. If they're full, they're full. I, yeah. If if I sell this to somebody, I'm not going to sell it. You know, <laughs> it's that's it. You know, I'm selling it, and we're going to go, and that's it. So if you want to get a hold of me, marketfreetalklive.com, mm-hmm. and uh, that would be the best way to do it. And we can, you know, go from there. We can schedule a little time to talk on the phone or something like that if that's the if that's what you want to do. Cool, man. We take. Uh, I'll take. I'll take your gold and silver. I'll take your bitcoins. I'll be. I'm happy to take your bitcoins. Um, I, you know, I'll take certainly your, you know, whatever whatever way we want to do it. Um, is the you know we'll, we'll make it easy for Federal you. Reserve notes are fine too. Federal Reserve notes. We've got. Uh, we you can pay online with a credit card. You yep. can uh, check. Yeah, check. We like to see it clear. But, right. you know, that's that's the you know, it's checks are a problem because they charge us if they bounce. Mm, and that is true. It's not like it's never happened before. So, you know, if you can do some kind of money order or a cashier's check or something right. like that, it's better for us. But we'll we'll figure something out now. Why? Uh, we haven't we did not talk about this before no. we got into this, but you just said you wanted to do an after show. Yeah, and talk I want to talk to the listener, talk about advertising with with the listeners. Uh, wh- why advertise, you know, in a down economy? I mean, this is a tough time for businesses. A lot of businesses are having problems with collections, and uh, you know why? 
Well, um, first off, there are customers buying things all the time. You know, there may be fewer customers buying, and that may be the world that we're going to live in into the future. Frankly, the boom economies that we've had in our lifetimes are artificial, created by the Federal Reserve. So, you know, as a business, if you can't exist in a down economy, you're not going to exist. <laughs> and you need to know what that's like. So um, that that's, you know, one point is, is that uh, this... You know, this is not a terrible state because this separates the people who are in business from the people who really aren't. Um, also, you need you need to create branding for when people do have money. I mean, I went out and bought a car, by the way, um, just you know, the other week, yeah. just the other week. So, I mean, people are buying things. Uh, they have need of things. And if you if you interest them sufficiently, they're going to buy your product. If you if you show the need that you're going to fill to them and show them how you can fill that need, they're going to they're going to buy your product. So it doesn't matter when the economy is. And there are certain products that do better in, in certain economies. But there's this story from the past, and I don't know how it's true it is. The Wrigley story? The, the Wrigley story. And everybody loves to tell it. So somebody probably should fact check me on this because I've never uh, I've, I've You never heard it from some sales manager, right? Or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know. So take that for what it's worth. But during World War II, the Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum Company decided that they would continue, even though the gum was outlawed because it needed to be used for the tires and airplanes to uh, kill little little slanty-eyed yellow men. They decided they would continue to advertise through the war years. That way, they would not lose the ground in, brand, in branding that they had achieved up to that point. And when World War was over, Wrigley's came out on top. And that's the story about branding. And branding's important. Now, whether the story is true or not, uh, certainly what any company wants is is to uh, be you know top of mind for a customer. Uh, I saw a perfect example of that when I was driving to New York City or being uh, taken to New York City over the weekend. Uh, they've got a huge billboard campaign for Geico right now with the lizard yep. uh, or salamander or whatever he is, gecko. Uh, the gecko, and you know he's looking at out the billboard, and all the billboard says is fifteen percent in a big big numbers at the top, and then need I say more? <laughs> and you know it's a really kind of uh, it's an interesting ad because it really shows that Geico believes they have the branding, right? Yep, they believe it. they have penetrated the marketplace so effectively that the people driving down that road are going to know exactly what that gecko is referring to and i don't watch television but i know i've been branded on that i know exactly what they're talking about and i wondered how many people you know in any given moment driving down that road also knew i I mean are they really you know you'd have to really not have a very good command of the english language and in new york city that's possible but um in order to not know what that it was all up 95 just all all over the place connecticut all they've got it they've got it nailed i can't imagine the 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 small single digit number of people that don't know 15 percent in the geico gecko what that means Mm mm-hmm I, you know, there, there, there's somebody listening seems, to this podcast that doesn't know, but it, it almost seems like hubris. Like <laughs> they think they have Only it to an so advertising down, person. right? They think they have it so down that they're not even bothering to explain themselves to the people who may not have seen their ad campaigns before. I mean, that's how confident they are in the amount of branding that they've done. Yeah. Well, you know, and 
this is one of those things. Uh, for, for instance, the freedom- I didn't know if I should have been impressed or insulted. I really <laughs> you only were insulted because you're in the advertising business yeah. and you understand branding a little bit. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you would not. You'd just acknowledge that uh, you knew what they what the lizard uh, meant, mm-hmm. and you would uh, go on with your uh, evening of uh, cavorting and. Uh, but the purpose of that is to get people rooms. to when they're ready to change. You know, to when the, the next bill comes from their company with the. Uh, uh, auto insurance that they look at it and if they think about hmm maybe i should change uh, insurance providers that geico is the first one they think about that's what branding's all about right sure. it's not to necessarily get somebody to pick up the phone and call geico because there's no phone number on that ad it's just a 15 percent in a lizard and uh, it's to get people to just think about you in the future and this is one of the things with uh, for instance freedomcam.net uh, we have uh, this advertiser that's been on for some time. Uh, they sort of come, they they go. They've got a, a low budget, but uh, he's having know, a sale, and he came back for the sale, right? Right. They've got a sale, and uh, they're you know trying to move some cameras. And I'm I think they're an awesome product. And we've got I've got one in my car. You've got yep. one in your car. I've got one in both of my cars because I'm very impressed with the product. It's a great camera that comes on when you turn on the uh, the, the the car, and it just records everything, audio, visual for the last eight hours, and loops automatically, and you don't have to do anything. It's awesome, and I don't think that most people are going to buy this thing until they see a need for it, until they get in that automobile accident and somebody says, yeah, he pulled right out in front of me. And you're like, bull effing S, I didn't pull out in front of him, he's lying, and you don't have the freedom cam. I don't think that you're going to have the free. you're going to want the freedom cam until that happens to mm-hmm. you, or until the cop says, well, he said I could search the car. Or whatever it is yeah. that the police officer says, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I the, the the suspect. Uh, I told him to get out of the car. He wouldn't get out of the car, so I had to manhandle him. Whatever it is that they said, that's why he has a bloody nose. I didn't just slap him because he came out of his uh, mouth funny. Um, y- you know, you'd want the pr- freedom cam for this or that. So it seems to me that those, the probably the people that buy the freedom cam are the people that uh, you know likely have been through a circumstance where they want one, and then you know when that comes up, what's the first thing they think of? Well, I wish I had the freedom cam. Yeah. So that's why I try to pitch it as insurance to people, but I still think that it's one of those things that people kind of have to learn the hard way, and you know that's the branding for the freedom cam. That's the first thing you think of when that bad thing happens in the car and you wish you had some video and audio of it is, man, I wish I'd had the Freedom Cam because it's been on Free Talk Live and you've been listening to Free Talk Live for months, years, whatever, however long you've been listening. So that's the effective campaign in in that arena. But there's also direct marketing and direct marketing is I want to put my product out there and I want the telephone to ring and radio doesn't do too badly in that arena. It really comes down to the uh, the right message to the right person at the right time. And we've got thousands of the right people, depending on how, you know, I mean, on the radio, frankly, we've got hundreds of thousands of the right people if you put your campaign on long enough. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the, whoever the right person is, they're listening. So the right person, uh, the right message, and whatever that message is, you have to reach that person. You know, you have to, to hit their uh, the touch cords for them. In a lot of cases, it's an offer. What's that offer? Are you offering them something that's worth picking up the phone for, going to the Internet for? And if it is, then they'll go. And if it's not, then they won't. And um, the right time. Obviously, you have to play the message enough times for the right person to hear it. If you play one ad one time, the chances are 
your response isn't going to be very. Go ahead high. and flush the money because you're not going to get anything. Right. We have to. We're going to have to charge you a little bit for production if we're going to have to produce an ad for you. You're going to play the ad for less than it costs you to produce it. That's bad marketing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you you know play an ad one time, chances are you're not going to get much of a response unless the message is great. I mean, you know, give us a call, you'll get a free steak and a BJ. I mean, you know, the phone's going to ring. Yeah. Just say it yeah. one time. Um, obviously. You know, there's free uh, Rolex watch to the next hundred callers. Right. I mean, you know, the, the phone's going to the phone's going to ring. So, I, like I said, the right message, to the right person at the right time. You only have to say free Lex, free Rolex watch to the right uh, to the next hundred callers one time and you'll get that next hundred callers on Free Talk Live. But if you, you know, make a normal offering or something like that, you need to make that a few different times, mm-hmm. several di- different times in order to catch people. They say that we're inundated with a thousand ads a day. Hmm. I mean, just think about that for a second, what large number a thousand is and how many ads you must be experiencing on a daily basis. So as an advertiser, you've got to cut through that clutter. And the way to cut through that clutter is to play your ad more often so that people are forced to come uh, in contact with it. So when when you advertise with Free Talk Live, there's different audiences, right? So you've got yeah. the podcast audience, which you mentioned, really valuable group of people, right? They're pro liberty I mean, activists generally. You know, they're they're active in their mind. They care about liberty. They, they care. Least. Yeah, that's a, and, that's a better. And term if they're not active, then they're certainly act, you know out out in the out world. But they're certainly active in that they are willing to support those who they see as active or yeah. in within the same community. So you know, you got folks like Mandrick or uh, or Jillian from Stateless Suites, who you know, when I'm thinking about ordering fun. I'm going to go with Jillian because it's damn good fudge. <laughs> and it happens to be that not only is it good fudge, but she's also a liberty-minded lady. And so not only do I get a good product, but I also get to support somebody who cares about freedom. So that's you know one of the benefits of kind of having our community of podcast listeners become advertisers so the other listeners can know what their products are, whether it's books or uh, – you know, books have done very, very well, uh, or it's candy or whatever it ends up being – uh, that uh, you know, those people are really dedicated to the community, the Liberty community, and they're more likely to advertise simply because they heard something on Free Talk Live and it sounded like something that would interest them. But there's also, as you mentioned, hundreds of thousands of people listening on the radio who, to a much lesser extent, care about freedom uh, or, and, and or are just interested in being entertained. And so you can market to those folks, too. Right. I mean, a lot of cases, Free Talk Live comes on their radio station, in a lot of cases on Saturday night only. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the station that they're used to listening to, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck, or whatever the uh, normal talk shows they're used to listening on that station on, Free Talk Live comes on as a, you know, an utter surprise to these people is this anomaly, this stage show freak of a show <laughs> where they're like, what? I love listening to you guys. You're nuts. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And, Certainly, we've got numbers that show that uh, Free Talk Live's on long enough that people appointment listen on the radio station. And there's no higher praise to a radio show than having people that tune in at 7 o'clock on their personal people meters to listen to our show. Um, but the, the chances of those people being the uh, the onboard liberty activist type is much lower than it is on the, the, the podcast. The podcast mm-hmm. listeners know they're getting their thing for free. They know they understand the economics of it. They tend to be more Austrian in their thinking. They get the, the responsibility, I, I'm using that term in quotes, um, that they have to the show, uh, that if they want the show to continue, that they must uh, support the show. And so when I get on the podcast and I say, hey, podcast listeners, it's Valentine's Day, go to 
you know, uh, George's famous baklava and buy some uh, baklava for your sweetie, she's going to love it. They do that. Uh, they appreciate that and they do it. So well, they're more likely to. They're uh, much more likely. So. Whereas the radio, well, the radio listeners, like ah, whatever, you know, and well, they may don't... or may not buy. But you, what you have to do is you have to appeal to them individually. Mm. They, you can't use my star power because it doesn't exist. Um, for the radio listener, you must just appeal to them um, as a. Uh, well, plus our listeners are skeptically minded they as are. compared to, you know, one of those shows in which it's uh, the so-and-so show, the Rush Limbaugh, the Alex Jones, or, you know, you fill in the blank of so-and-so's name, uh, where they create this cult of personality surrounding I think Alex Jones is a perfect example of this. And not to dis- disparage or besmirch the man. I mean, He makes a hell of a lot more money than we do. He makes a lot more money than we do, and he runs the kind of show that we simply could not. He gets on there and says, you buy Cal Ben real soap and you're loving Jesus and America, or whatever it is that he says, and he sells Cal Ben real soap. Um, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's great, but it's not how Free Talk Live. It's not how we think, and so therefore, it's not the show that we can do. Yeah. Now, if I experience a soap that really works well for me, and I can get them on as an advertiser, Unicure is a great example. It was the hair care product mm-hmm. and skincare product that we had on for a time. Yeah, that thing was really. You're really still great. using it. Yeah, I still get it. You you had some as uh, from uh, that you had left around that they sent as a sort of samples, and I'm yeah. like, hey, can I get those extras? Right. Because <laughs> I use it and. You know, I can get behind that product and I'll say it and, you know, I'm happy to do such a thing. I hope that people understand whatever I say something about a product, I believe that thing. Right. So um, anyway, that's about endorsements. Anyway, if you're interested. I just want to make it clear. We don't consider our audience, you know, to be these lemmings that are just going to go and do whatever we say. You you might have sounded like you were suggesting that previously. With the podcast listeners? Yeah. No, what I'm saying is the podcast listeners are loyal enough that they understand that when I'm asking them to go and buy their, uh, you know, whatever I'm asking them to buy for Valentine's Day or Christmas or whatever, that, you know, they're going to do that. But they're probably not going to buy something they don't want, right? Like. You know? They don't. They certainly. You know, it's not thousands and thousands yeah. of sales that come down no. from my. Uh, you know, our thousand, a few thousand listeners on the podcast. No, right. I mean that by no means, but enough of them do it that uh, it, it certainly it's it's powerful marketing. So if you uh, so once again go through the the prices, the special deals. I didn't know you were going to offer a special deal because when I heard you talking about prices, like, hmm, I wonder if Mark's going to give him a deal, and you did. That's good. So well, you wouldn't you know if it's a deal or not. You don't really pay that much attention to the ad prices, do you? Well, I heard you mention them earlier. Okay. So, yeah, the normal prices are $30 for a recorded ad, which means a, a 10 and a 50, uh, excuse me, a 10 and a 20 radio and podcast. Is that the same price for a 30 second or a 60 second? It's a 30, 30 is uh, 30 is 30 and 60 is 60. Yep. Normally. Okay. These are normal prices. Gotcha. And, and a live tends to be 50 to 75. What I'm offering is a, a 30 second radio ad for 20 bucks, excuse me, 10 bucks. My mistake. A 30-second radio ad for $10, a 30-second podcast ad for $5. I'm telling you, this is a good deal. Um, and uh, $40 for a live read and with a $300 floor. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you have to do it in $300 in a week or whatever. We can come out with some program that's going to work for you for whatever per- period of time that works for you. I would just like to get a check for $300 in order to make the amount of work that I'm going to do worth it. Also, we have to do a certain level of production for you. If we have to do a certain level of production you for you. You could come to us with the spot that's possible. People do. People come to us with yeah. ads. It's not called a spot. Thanks. Yeah. So it's spots in, it's are on It's lingo. I apologize. Um, 
So, and even in even in the industry, it's not what you were selling aren't called spots, and people do it all the time. And I understand if ninety percent of the people use the wrong word, that it might yeah. be the right word, like but, podcast. But I right. hate it. Um, <laughs> like when you called is, our listeners podcasters. No, not accurate. But anyway, spots are spaces for ads. I see. And so, if you you can't sell a spot to a, a to, I can sell a spot to an advertiser, but the, the advertiser must put an ad in the, in spot. the spot. So you can't produce a spot. I see. A spot. You produce something that goes in the spot. Got it. We produce an ad and put it in the spot. Right. We can so, do that for you. Yes, we can. We can produce an ad for you. Be happy to do that for you. We're going to charge you fifty bucks. That is also a deal because normally, dude, we've got the quote from a radio professional today because we were just asking, just you know, asking about two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, that's what he was going to charge. Oh, absolutely. That's what they get all day long. And but I can't do that with the little no advertiser that's listening here on yep. Free Talk Live. There's some big advertiser that's going to come in and say, "Hey, oh, I didn't realize you guys needed some help. I guess I've been thinking about trying it. I'll go ahead and try it." And I, I think that guy's great or that woman is great. And I sincerely, I welcome them. I'm dusting off my welcome mat. For yes, them. anyone who would like to be a financial angel for Free Talk Live, we will hook you up. We have we have one last <laughs> space for the financial. Angel, <laughs> but um, for the little the little person who's you know pushing their book or whatever it mm-hmm. is, that three hundred that three hundred dollar floor that's a push, man. I mean, think about three hundred bucks. I I had an apartment a year a, a ten years ago that was three hundred dollars. I mean, three hundred dollars mm-hmm. is not a small amount of money to a person who's working for a living. And I'm not going to belittle their amount of money. I I would I would never. No. I I don't do that with my. Um, with my clients, I think that it's important. I work for a living. I don't drive any, you know, fancy. I guess I do drive a fancy car now, <laughs> but I'm making payments on it at zero percent. Oh, really? Okay, I was wondering about that. Yeah, I didn't buy it with. I couldn't couldn't buy it with cash. No. But uh, you know, when you consider that uh, th- this car's payments are about uh, four fifty a month, and we are spending three hundred dollars a month in gasoline, and this is basically an electric car mm-hmm. uh, that's a plug-in hybrid, I'm saving. $250 a month in gasoline, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you go from there. There's the safety features gotcha. and stuff like that. You always sell the wife on safety features. Right. So, All right, so you got a hell of a deal. Yep, that's the deal. Contact me at mark at freetalklive.com. If you need to talk on the phone, we'll set up an appointment from there or something like that. Are you going to write this up as well? Because I think it would make a good email to go out to the email list and maybe link over on uh, Facebook or, or Twitter. I could so do it. Write up, Just write up the pitch, you know, basically, like, yeah. hey. I don't generally write up pitches, but I'll uh, see if I can figure something out. How long do you think it should be? How many words? Yeah, a few paragraphs. You don't want to overwhelm somebody. Right, absolutely. And that's the problem. Is I mean, there's we've been going at this for 30 minutes. I know. But, but I mean, hopefully this talking. is more entertaining than reading a, an email pitch. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but just so, you know, just so folks can look at the numbers and see them there, I think that's useful. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, anything else that uh, we need to cover here? It's an after show. We haven't done this for a while. I guess that's probably about it. Oh, yeah, thanks for following us on Twitter and Facebook. If you don't have money to advertise on Free Talk Live, obviously the AMP program, uh, 5 bucks a month, that's something that is pretty much within anybody's reach at amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, we're going to L.A. next week because of the AMP program, and we'll be at the Talkers Convention, and that means we'll be schmoozing it with the bigwigs, and right. thanks to our amplifiers for making that possible. Anybody who wants to do advertising on Free Talk Live, understand that I'm asking you to go, that, you know, I'm welcoming you, and you're going above and beyond anything that we ask from listeners. The things that we ask from listeners are quite simple. Um, Free Talk Live has a tough road to hoe. Take a listen. You just take a listen to um, some of our show content. Realize how unusual it is the positions we take, and I'd say specifically the position that is, uh, you know, not pro military. Yeah. 
and realize that we're never going to be wealthy men doing this show. We may be the number one radio show in America, and I don't think we're going to be wealthy men doing this show simply because our opinion is just too controversial. Too controversial. We don't present it in a controversial fashion, but if you understand... What's that? <laughs> sure you do. You get on the radio and you say you don't support the military. That's pretty controversial. But when we, we were talking to these people, we try to keep our voices sure, calm. Sure, sure. We present, yeah. we, we talk in facts. We are not Michael Savage. We do not insult them, ad hominem attacks. We do not throw out things, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of, create all kinds of uh, visceral images or anything like that. Yeah. And the intention is is to get people to think. But We if, have lost advertisers and radio stations yeah, over our sure have. principled stance. We've had big advertisers we've lost. A couple of them. National. Yeah, a couple of big national advertisers. Ruger, I can certainly say, was over, um, was, you know, we lost over that. Mm. And uh, there's another one that I just strongly suspect. I'm not going to say their name because I couldn't get them to say that that's what, mm-hmm. what the reason was. And that's fine. Um, and we understand that that's going to be the issue. We simply can't do the show we don't do. So you, as the, what we're asking from the listener, what we ask of you is take that extra few minutes to go to shop.freetalklive.com when you do your online shopping. Think about when you can shop online as opposed to other places and help Free Talk Live there mm-hmm. at shop.freetalklive.com. Share the show on Facebook and Twitter or share, wherever. Share the show with your friends and neighbors because these ideas aren't going to spread themselves. We do our best every single day and we we just simply ask for the, the sharing. So and this is something that anybody can do. Yeah. We ask for the AMP for those that can AMP. And we ask for the sharing from those that can share. And frankly, we'd love for the Ampers to share, too. And right. anytime you do shopping online, consider free, shop.freetalklive.com first. And one more thing. Uh, we, you know, we mentioned you this something on... something new? Yeah. Well, I mean, we mentioned this on the air. It's worth saying again here. Uh, Michael Savage is gone. Yay! Oh, he's come on. He's going to be back in a couple of weeks. I don't, I don't know, Mark. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. He's pretty old, and uh, he's also a, t- a tough product to sell because he's you know on blacklist basically can't be as hard as free talk live (laughs) and well anyway he's gone now and program directors are currently uh assessing new product they're looking at new programs to put in his spot and they are some of them are considering free talk live i've been on the phones for the past several days talking to uh, a lot of program directors i know for a fact that were under consideration uh so for instance austin texas kjce they're looking at us uh, right now which would be a cool market to be in obviously on in austin all um, our austin listeners yep please uh, so we don't dish you we could dish you for the free state project we don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, John Bush said he was going to call. And, uh, but, well, what John Bush says he's going to call, that means 25 people are going to be calling. But, uh, you know, not just Austin. There's markets all over the place. Savage was on hundreds of affiliates, and these guys are looking at choices right now. But even if it's not because Savage leaves, it's never a bad idea to call your local radio station. This is totally above and beyond the call of duty. Yeah. But uh, if if you listen to your local talk station... Your opinion probably matters more to the program director. If you call up, there's a there frequently asked questions at localfac, localfaq.freetalklive.com, which will kind of go over a lot of this. But basically, don't ever lie. You know, we're not asking anybody to make something up or pretend something for Once Free you're Talk caught Live. in the lie, then you're... Then, then whatever your call was wasn't worth anything no, at all. No, it's in fact will do damage. Uh, but uh, the, the idea being, if you listen to the station and you call the program director and you ask for free talk live, 
Compliment them first, though. Yeah. Say something also, you'd like also about Also, never, you know, don't preach to them. Don't yell at them. Right. Don't uh, tell them how they could do things better. Yeah. Just tell them from your experience what would be best for you. Hey, there's this great show I'm yep. interested in. I listen to it on podcast. I listen to your sh- uh, I listen to your station. These are the shows I listen, and this is when I listen. Right. I would start with a compliment and then come with the, here's what I'd like to hear on your station. I love this show, Free Talk Live. Please add it. Uh, and then if you don't listen to the station, you can still call, uh, but let them know, you know, like, oh, well, I would really like to, uh, you know, I love this show, Free Talk Live. And if it was on your station, I would be a listener of your station because that's how much I enjoy this this program. Uh, but so, you know, don't ever tell a program director that you listen to their station and you don't actually listen because, you know, they might ask you a question about their station and then you won't know. And or, you'll look like Yeah, a fool. if you don't listen to the station, say, hey, look, I, lis- I live here and I don't generally listen to your station, but I really do love this radio program, Free Talk yep. Live. And if you put it on, then I would listen. And tell others to listen yeah, as well. Yeah, and then, I'd, you know, I'd spread the word, uh, you know, or whatever. So, I mean, that in and of itself is valuable. Yeah, I don't think you're as valuable as a listener of the station um, in that circumstance, but I think you're still valuable because you're in the marketplace and it's uh, you're probably a young person if you're listening. <laughs> and it's it's valuable from the perspective in that the program director is hearing someone tell them they want to hear Free Talk Live. That's a positive thing. Yep. It's not you're not downing some other show. You're giving them something that uh, is positive and constructive. So that's something you can do right now. Like you know, it's Wednesday when we're recording this. Many of you will be hearing this on Thursday. If you can call Thursday or Friday this week, the sooner you know. With the Savage situation, he left the airwaves last Friday. Uh, so. He hasn't been off the air a full week yet. These program directors, you know, they take some time to make these decisions in, well, in a lot of cases. Also, so. the, the TRN, Talk Radio Network, is moving— the Savage's Syndicate. San, Savage's Syndicate is moving Jerry Doyle up into Savage's slot. Mm-hmm. So Savage, Jerry Doyle will now be on from 6P to 9P Eastern. But he was on from 9P, 9P to Mid-Eastern. So— well, who's going to fill that slot too? We've yet to we've yet to find that out. Now, They're Free Talk Live is you know a great you know it's a great show in that uh, we we will allow the program to detect to protect, ugh, program directors to take either two hours of the show or one hour of the show or you know just Saturdays whatever they want to do we're we'll work with them. You want to take it recorded? Fine. We prefer Free Talk Live to be live because we want your listeners to call in, but. You don't have to relate any of this information to the program directors. I think some people do try to go even above and beyond the call of duty and attempt to do affiliate relations for Free Talk Live and like pass this info on. And I appreciate that. uh, But really keep it short. Keep it simple. You know, these guys are busy. If you get them on the phone, Mm -hmm. that's rare. Uh, but if you you know whether you if whether you get them on the phone or you're leaving a message, keep it a simple conversation. If they ask you questions, go ahead and answer them sure. and have a conversation with them. Uh, but otherwise, if you know if you just get them on the phone and you're just going to give them the pitch, tell them you like you know what you what you've heard or and or if you don't listen, admit that and tell them that and that you'd like to hear free talk live. And I, I would leave it there. Okay. So thanks everybody for listening to our uh, you know pitches on how you can, how you can help free talk live. Yeah, really appreciate your time yep. and effort. Yeah, I don't think Free Talk Live is going to dry up and blow away if uh, you don't do any of these things, but uh, sure would be great. And these are Free Talk Live, as I've said many times, I believe to be the very best way to spread liberty to the average individual because it's If I just, knew of a better way, I'd do that. Yeah, I think that the Ron Paul campaign probably was uh, the, the very best way to uh, spread these ideas to the average individual, but um, That's over. he can only run for president so often, and yep. I think he's done with that at this point. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he was a motivating politician, unlike any other that exists. There isn't another Ron Paul out there. 
I like Rand just fine, but he isn't Ron Paul. He doesn't have the track record. He wasn't elected 12 times as a congressman, and he's just not. So Free Talk Live is a great way to bring the ideas of liberty face-to-face with radio listeners. I love lots of shows out there. Adam versus the Man, Anti-War Radio, Stefan Molyneux. Um, mm. I can't think of any of the other, you know, bad Claiming Quaker. Freedom. Claiming Freedom, Bad Quaker. School you sucks. Know, I love these shows. Pork therapy. I love these shows, but none of them are on the radio. And, you know. Hey, remember uh, the LRN.FM, you know, the syndicate, the, well, syndicate, it's our little radio project, my little radio project, where a lot of these shows air that you're mentioning, is funded by the AMP program. So, and they are on the air in Oklahoma City, and the, many of them are. And we just—I just—I don't know if I told you this, Mark, but a guy from Oklahoma City, the guy running this pirate station there, called me and informed me that he's been running LRN.fm content. Uh, so I'm not trying to diss any of those shows. Yeah. I'm just trying to say that they're different kinds of shows. They're right. they're delivered through the podcast medium generally, or to people yep. that are seeking them out. And that's what they call a pull medium, whereas Free Talk Live is a push medium. We're on the radio that these people are normally listening to. Some of them certainly appointment listen, but the vast majority of them are just getting stuck to the ceiling by the ideas of liberty for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And these are the way, you know, we're introducing these ideas to them. And that's, you know, that's why we say with the AMP program, it's not about what we have to say. It's not about what you believe, you know, how close we allied with your opinions or whatever. Support the program that is closest to your opinions. Please do that. But Free Talk Live is about bringing liberty to the average individual. If you disagree with something we've said on the air, I got you. Please write us an email. We'll agree or disagree with it. Call in. Yeah, that's actually what you should do. Call in and talk to us about it. But. You know, the pulling your AMP subscription doesn't make any sense. A, we're not going to change our minds. <laughs> we're not. I mean, you know, we've had huge amplifiers pull over. We had that $100 amplifier pull that one time um, over, mm-hmm. I can't remember what. I don't remember that. Alex, Alex Libman was a $100 amplifier. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's been yeah. a long time. Libman. Yeah, well, yeah. whatever. Well, what did he pull over? The BBS? Something that went... Something. To, was, I don't I know what it I was. I deleted like a bunch of posts on the BBS or something I like think that. that was uh, that was well after that. Um but, you know, whatever the case may be, we're not going to change our opinions because you, you know, you say, well, I'm not supporting you anymore. Now, you may not want to support us because of our opinions. Please refer to Section A, whereas it doesn't matter what your opinion is, as long as Free Talk Live is the best system for bringing liberty to the average individual, certainly for $5 a month. Right, and and again, LRN.FM. I think it's important to fo- focus, Mark. We keep on saying we're going to leave. LRN.LRN.FM. Well, you can turn it off anytime you want. Uh, but uh, LRN.FM has those other opinions. That's why I yes. created it, and uh, because I know that all these other shows are great in different ways from Free Talk Live, and that not everybody likes Free Talk Live, and not you know, I mean, generally between the two of us, somebody can like one of us better than the other. But you know, not everybody's going to like us both necessarily, or enjoy the format of the show, or the you know how talk radio it is uh and maybe they want something more intellectual or they want something more of a pork therapy kind of uh session or something to focus on a specific issue like lbgtb whatever it is yeah uh lgbt uh issues and uh so all of those things are on lrn.fm and the you know some of the money from the amp program does go to uh to support that as well so you are by proxy supporting all those other shows by supporting free talk live so because if lrn.fm went off the air uh for instance then all those other shows would be right back to being podcasts 
and that'd be it. They wouldn't be heard on any radio. They wouldn't be available via live streaming or satellite to where those streams can be rebroadcast in different markets as they are here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire. Around the clock in Keene, New Hampshire, you can hear all of those shows as they air on LRN.FM on 94.3. Right. And you can do that in your area, too. All the instructions for how to run your own radio station are there on the LRN.FM site under the broadcast tab. And let me tell you why this is such an incredibly bad idea for a radio program to do this. We are fostering our own competition. We are creating out there on the internet for podcast listens. I mean, you've only got so many hours in a day you can listen to a podcast. If Most you of like, these shows, a lot of these shows kick our ass in podcast downloads. If you like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, to some extent, that's the truth. School Sucks uh, had 20,000 downloads recently on the Derek J episode where Derek J and Michelle were on, which is way more than uh, we get on a, on a podcast download. But then again, they only do one show a week, so that could be a factor. It could be. Uh, and, well. you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the what it is. Is, but you can only listen to so many podcasts. You can only listen to so many hours of audio a week. Yep. And Free Talk Live tends to be the we got twenty one hours, right? We do, and we're the elementary class of liberty. Right. We 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 try to keep our message focused on the individual who may not have heard these things before, and then you know. After they get involved, they get bumped on up into the upper grades. And what we're essentially doing is fostering the upper grade competition. Mm. And so these valuable podcast listeners often are shucked off to different uh, podcasts where they don't get to hear me and you talking about ad rates for Free Talk Live. Um, And that's just the reality of it. But we believe so thoroughly in the ideas of liberty. You do specifically, Ian, because I'm not sure that I would ever put put LRN up um, on my own. Certainly, I don't have the the technical acumen. And um, it's a lot of work for you. And it has no payoff. No, it's a money sink. It's absolutely a total hobby. I sink thousands of dollars into that every year. Yeah. And I'm not even sure that from a comp, from a radio show standpoint that that was even the right thing to do. I'm not even positive. But we, you do it because you believe in liberty, and I think that uh, you know it's an admirable stand from that point, standpoint. Yeah. So if you like what we're doing, whether it's on Free Talk Live or any of the shows on LRN, please go to amp.freetalklive.com. It would be nice to see the amp meter grow rather than kind of hover, which it's been doing for the last couple of years. Yeah. Because uh, we could do a lot it's more. Bad economy. Yeah, we could do a lot more. Yeah, if uh, with your help, the five bucks a month, the you know the average listener to one of these other programs, um, you know, out there isn't going to list. I mean, five dollars a month is simply not something that anybody misses. You know, it's one of it's one mocha chaparino or whatever at uh, uh, you know Starbucks. I mean, you know, it's just it's just not much money, but it does so much in conjunction with everybody else's. Thank you uh, for putting up with us and <laughs> listening to us this long. Thank you if you can advertise with us uh, as per the rates that Mark will write up an email about here in a little bit. And I'm going to go to bed. I'll write it in the morning. Thanks to everybody that amps the show. Thanks to everyone who has amped. Uh, come on back if you can. Get, if you can, would appreciate it. Thanks for sharing us, and thanks for listening. It's Change Your Words, Change Your Life. A daily minute program to help you understand the power of every word you speak. Here's New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer. Many people don't have the courage to say no. They don't want to hurt people or make them angry. So they either say yes, not intending to follow through, or they make excuses that are not based on truth. 
Quite often when people ask us to do things, they are not thinking of the impact that their request has on us. They simply want us to do something for them, and that is as far as their thinking goes. Well, it's good to do things for people and to seek to make them happy, but if we feel we never have permission to say no, it can be very disastrous. I'm giving you permission from God to say no when you need to. God wants us to be true. He wants us to be true to our heart. So I'm confirming to you that it is okay to say no when you need to. For Change Your Words, Change Your Life, I'm Joyce Meyer. For more information and insight on how you can change your words and change your life, please visit Joyce Meyer, spelled M-E-Y-E-R dot O-R-G. The words we speak can affect our lives in positive and negative ways. In her new book, Change Your Words, Change Your Life, best-selling author and internationally acclaimed teacher Joyce Meyer examines the power of words that convey our thoughts and emotions. She discusses how our words can increase or decrease our level of joy and how they can have a positive or negative effect on our future. Change Your Words, Change Your Life, the latest book from New York Times best-selling author Joyce Meyer, is available wherever books are sold.